You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the Oz Network as we bring you another Survivor Game Changers recap. A very special Survivor Game Changers recap for the finale, the reunion, the entire season in general. One that we are officially on location in California. I'm being filmed right now as we speak. Uh, this is this is exciting because I've got two people on the line with me to be able to discuss this. One of whom is sitting on a computer screen, sort of at least, and <laughs> I can at least say I'm on the same landmass as him for once. Uh, I do, of course, speak of Canada's number one person. Uh, it is Mr. Colin Hilding. Colin, uh, again, I don't usually introduce you to these, but I'm doing it anyway. Welcome back. This was so well planned, and I have a baby crying in the background already, oh, or at least making crying. noise. <laughs> He'll entertain himself for a while. <laughs> yeah, just just drop him on his head again. He'll be right. Um, but, uh, thank you for joining us again, and pleasure to be able to welcome back. We've already had her on this season for a, a recap, but not sitting right next to me and sitting in the backyard of her amazing house uh, from Survivor Season 21, Nicaragua, the one, the only, <laughs> Miss Kelly, Purple Kelly, Sheen Kelly. What's up, guys? What's going down? Oh, my God, life is good, and you know you're spoiling me. I'm never going to be able to have a podcast <laughs> on two separate landmasses again. <laughs> like we, This is how we do interviews, and this is it from now on. Yeah. She's literally actually said to me before we started this, I refuse to come on your show anymore. You have to come to California to do these. It's true. That's, this is true. It's simple. So, I mean, Colin, you can refuse the same too, and I just have to come to Canada. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just spoiling myself and making it so I have to do these. All these. I'm going to have no money. <laughs> I'm seeing in the future an odd. Has he gone American here? Hey, look, you know, it might happen. Who knows? Um, this is the part where I say, donate to the Oz Network so you can send me around the world to record <laughs> these episodes with people in person. Uh, but yeah, we are, we are here to recap Game Changers, the season, the finale, the reunion, look ahead to whatever the hell that season is next season. Um, oh, yeah. And we've got a whole variety of special guests, so we're going to hear kind of from Colin, myself and Kelly to start off with here. And then the second half of this episode is going to be uh, episode, uh, interviews and clips that I, luckily enough, was managed to be able to get uh, throughout the finale, the couple of days when I was in Los Angeles. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about my time there. It was a very incredible experience, to say the least. But uh, I managed to get a few little snippets with some of the cast of this season and plenty of other survivors too, but we will get to that. Let's start off the general question that we always have at the beginning of these episodes, and I'll start with the uh, the person to my right, and that, of course, is Kelly. Uh, your overall take on the finale and your overall take on the season. So I think, like we had said from the beginning, I'm not really sure it was a game-changer season as far as the title goes. I loved um, some of the ideas that other people had thrown out about different ideas, which I'm sure you'll throw in the mix, ideas on what it should be have been called. Um, but... I think that the, overall it went really well. It picked up quickly. What? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're also filming and taking selfies at the same time to distract everyone uh, at home who doesn't know, but cool. Colin can see us. So things, I think things picked up. I think that it ended up living up to, to the hype and not sure I'm, I really understand the why Sarah won. I think that she's a beautiful person, but I would have liked to maybe have seen brad win i hate to even say that because i'm a troy zan fan like no other but brad really kicked butt until the end 
and um, some of the ways that things were portrayed, I think, were not done well, but I'm sure we'll get to that, too. Interesting. Mr. Hilding, what did you think of it all? Uh, this is going to sound weird, because I think we just went through weed? all our rankings. Is this weed? Weed? <laughs> weed? Weed? That's how apparently I talk, everybody. Weed? <laughs> But, I mean, we've gone through the rankings of the episodes, and when I was ranking them last week, uh, I think half of mine were just, like, you know, a marginal pass or a skip. And yet, by the end of the season, maybe for a different reason, because I loved Sarah so much on this season, this kind of restored my faith in the show for the first time in a few seasons. Um, And it may just be Sarah, because when I go back and I watch these older episodes, I mean, I don't think that many of them were that impressive as far as like the game changers thing i definitely agree this isn't so much a game changer season as it is the producers throwing twists in there so they could brand it game changers uh but i think for once all the twists actually worked out and for the final episode the way that everything played out particularly with the first vote i mean it's it's an episode i'll never forget watching the, the interesting thing, actually, about the, the how you're saying about throwing the, the twist in there to make it game changers, you'll hear later on in this episode that the chat I actually had with Troy Zan the day before the finale, and he made the suggestion that they could have called this season instead of Survivor Game Changers, you know, given the controversy around some of the people in this cast, they should have just called it Survivor. The game has changed yeah. based on how they were throwing these twists out and all that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, I look... I, we got an interesting listener question, which we will get to about kind of asking our overall take on this season, and I guess we'll get to that at the end. But I, I heard a few comments about this and saw some that people were saying that they did not like this episode. They thought it was a terrible finale, and Sarah winning kind of redeemed it. And I guess I have a weird perception of this final episode, getting to experience it, sitting in a crowd, hearing people's reactions to certain things. And, I mean, Kelly, obviously you've been at finales before, so you've seen this before, but it was, it's a unique way of watching Survivor sitting in a room with a couple hundred people you know cheering and booing and doing all this sort of stuff watching it was like a sport it was amazing yeah it's it really it's set up like a sporting event where yeah. you you have your teams and you kind of know i think what's going to happen before it happens a little bit but um the way being at the survivor finale first of all is life-changing awesome it's everything about it is amazing i mean from the the art department the way they set it up the way they make it look the way they make it feel everything's so well done but i think sitting there it puts a whole new perspective on things that you don't really get the feel from when you're watching it on television yeah i completely agree and i'll definitely talk a lot about that throughout this episode because it, it really is a, a, an extremely um unique experience i guess kind of just what we're going to do in this episode again we're not really going to go through it kind of blow by blow in terms of what happened throughout it we're just going to kind of talk about the key points we'll talk about sarah we'll talk about the next season and the reunion and all that sort of stuff in between i guess the first thing i think really to to bring up straight away the crazy tribal council that we had where just like every man and his dog was playing something and then (laughs) little old poor seree just like oh my god I, i i want to admit i am not I cry when it comes to TV shows and movies much. Oh, like, did you cry? I ne- like I I didn't, <laughs> but I I nearly he cried. I, I, <laughs> he cried. I, I really didn't. Uh, but I nearly <laughs> did. I nearly like I felt that to that point. Be like, oh my god, because just like just seeing her sit there on the screen, just the reaction to it. It was just like holy crap! Of all the people for this to happen to, Sari, like come on. Um, Colin, what was your take on this tribal council? Because we, we kind of talked about this, I feel, last week with Tina, that this could happen. Um, yeah. And then it basically did happen, except I think the scenario we talked about, nobody was eligible to be voted out. Yeah. But, I mean, did I guess, what was your take on it? And did you agree that that was a fair rule, that essentially she's the only one who can get votes, so 
there's no other way but she has to be eliminated? Well, yeah, I mean, everybody had an option to play their idols or their advantages earlier on. And um, I don't know if this is something that Prope seemed way more prepared than he has been in the past, like, you know, the first time that the rocks were drawn. Uh, so I think they did see this as a possibility, you know, whether or not it comes down. The reason I think a lot of people are getting upset is because it is Suri. And I, I'm not going to be knocking Suri, but I feel like a lot of people's reactions so far to her not winning and being upset over what happened with her being the only one left out comes down to the fact that they're such big fans of her first two games. And I don't necessarily think she played as well this time as she did the last two games. But for an, from an entertainment point of view, I mean, you can't top that many things being played at once. And even the way it was played, I mean, for Troy Zan to come out and you know get the hashtag at the end of it, jumping on the immunity train, I mean, that was like his one big moment of the season so far. So I, trying to explain it to my wife, because she came home probably about um, maybe 10 minutes after that, trying to explain to her what happened was very confusing. I think I stopped and restarted several times. I'm like, okay, this person had the idol. Oh, no, wait. And then this person played it first. It, it, I don't think I could run through it again now. Like, that's how complicated it was. But it's one of those memorable moments of the show. And much like uh, other vote-outs this season, I think it was made for me by how Sari took it, because she took it like somebody who saw the entertainment value, you know, realized, okay, it's not the end of the world, and this is going to make great TV. Yeah, I agree with that, and there was a lot of those this season. You know, I think back to, like, Tony being voted out, just how well he took that, and we'll talk about Troy's reaction at that finale, how he handled that. So, I mean, Kelly, what was your take on kind of just everything that happened in that Tribal Council, <laughs> and then poor old Sari just everything. sitting there. Everything. Yeah. Well, when things like this happen, I take a look at, like, what are the producers... Yep. <laughs> Keep talking. It's all good. I just had to adjust her microphone. <laughs> this is what you can do when you're in person. I don't know why I'm holding the she's, she's literally, she's like, hello, hello, Kelly. <laughs> Put it to your, mic- your mouth there, Kelly. It's a microphone. So, um, I think that... <laughs> Now she's saying, okay, we're going back to doing this cross-continent. I don't want you sitting next to me doing this anymore. You're too much of a Nazi. Shut up, Ben. When things like this happen, when you have crazy, crazy tribal councils, I think, okay, one, Jeff knows what he's doing. Two, the producers know what they're doing. And so your fate, ultimately, sometimes is in their hands. And I am afraid that's kind of what was going on. It's like they kind of can pick and choose. And I hate to say bend the rules because I think CBS would like deny that forever. But they can add the twists in as they see. And if they know everybody's going to be playing things or they're going to spin this rule around and um, Sari is the one that's kind of left out, then they're going to foresee this happening. So sometimes I blame... I blame the producers for this crazy, these crazy happenings. I, I, and I, I love her. I, I felt the same kind of, maybe I didn't almost cry when it happened, but during Second Chances. Oh my God, I was crying. I was bawling my oh, eyes Oh, you were crying, out. you were crying. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I was crying so hard. Why and I thought about Ben so? on the other side of the world crying too, and that made me cry harder. The, this, uh, like in, in Second <laughs> Chances, I don't know what you just said. Second Chances when, yeah, Kim, when, Kimmy, when Kimmy got the, the Second Chances, she got voted out on you know it was kind of like oh no like you know the, you're one of your favorites kind of gets done um and like the crowd reaction to it all was incredible because like when ty plays the idol you know for himself and then as soon as he plays it for Aubrey, everybody in that crowd just stood up and was like yeah woo 
<laughs> like they were just like, yeah, come on. And then, you know, like Sarah's playing hers. And then all of a sudden, I'm sitting there. I'm literally going, play it, Troy. Play it, Troy. Because yeah. I'm like, going, he's got to do it now to make this. And then Troy stands up and was like, yeah, woo, woo. <laughs> and then I think everybody realized, I was like, oh, shit. And like, oh, like, Troy's face summed it up, I think, when you saw they cut to him. Because then I think he's got, sort of realized, oh, shit, I just got Sarah eliminated. Because I guess if he didn't play his idol, then they would have had to, what, draw... They would have had to both vote for either Troy or Sari, I'm yeah. guessing, at that point. Um, but just backing up a little bit before we got into that, we should have really talked about, you know, the whole situation with Brad, I guess, trying to force Ty to give him one of the idols. And I'm there, like, and I'm sure everybody's there going, like, well, this is a part where Ty, which he ultimately did, and maybe after a week ago saying how such of a terrible survivor player is, to say, well, okay, he did this smart... Don't listen to Brad and just say, fuck you, Brad. I'm going to play one for myself and give one to Aubrey to stick it up you, which he did the right thing. So I guess on that, Kelly, what was your take on how Brad was handling all that at that point? Because we've got a bit to talk about Brad in this episode. Was he just way too over the top with that hence why Ty basically was like, fuck you, Brad Culpepper? Well, I think Ty is somebody that's going to do something that he's going to do what he wants when he wants because he stays true to himself. I just think that's the way Ty is built. And I love Ty. And so I don't disagree with what he did, but the way they portrayed Brad, I think was completely crazy. How, like how intense was Brad with Ty? Was it really as what they showed or were there moments and reasons for him to be like that? Look, I, I had a chance to speak to Monica after the finale. Like I, I did a piece with Monica on camera, but when I spoke to her after the finale, this was all just sort of like a private conversation and I won't go too much into what was said, but the overall vibe of it was that Monica and Brad and everybody there was really not happy with how he was portrayed in that last episode just because she was explaining to me a lot of other things that happened around that tie situation as well as the fact that all season long they'd kind of gone out of their way to paint Brad in a good light for once and really show him that he had changed and this is how he's playing the game and obviously the fact that this final episode it was like well let's screw everything that we've just done over the last 12 or so episodes and let's go back to painting Brad how we did on Blood vs. Water so from a Culpepper standpoint, not overly impressed of how it was portrayed. Um, but, I, you know, uh, there was a lot more around the Thai situation that was shown, which is a, a survivor thing, of course. We know that there's always more. So, I mean, in talking to Troy Zan, he was explaining to me a lot of the things that just were not shown right. all season um, with him, which he was incredibly disappointed with. But, I think um, there or, were a lot of letdowns with this season. And I think the... Like, your actions speak louder than what producers can make you feel. If Brad stayed around long enough to make it to this point, he was doing something right. He wasn't that evil guy controlling everybody, or they would have ganged up and sent him home. And five immunity so, wins you can't take away from that either. I mean, no. you, look, you look at, like, I, my comparison with that, I tried to make it to someone like a Mike Holloway, who obviously, very yeah. similar situation, right. five immunity wins to get to the end, and he would have been voted out pri- previously. And I would make the argument, maybe I'd get both your viewpoints on this, is I would say Brad played a more strategic game than Mike Holloway did. I don't mm-hmm. know if you two would agree with that. but yeah. Probably. I think um, Mike was... Mike Holloway was based more off of luck, I think, than strategy compared to Brad. I still think Mike played a great game, and he ended up winning for a reason. He deserved it. I agree. But I think that Brad, the strategy behind that was great. But standing up for Sarah, Brad won based off of 
like strength and challenges Mm -hmm. or he made it to the end based off of strength and challenges sarah made it to the end because of straight gameplay just so that i think and she is so well spoken i literally listened to her and i'm like this is why she won because she is so well spoken just before Colin, just before you just comment, the one thing that I kind of was a bit baffled was when I, I liked it when Sarah in that final tribal council basically to explain Brad winning was like, well, you're a professional athlete, of course yeah. you're going to win. Oh, but then my argument so of that would have been, well, Sarah, you're a you're a police officer, you're also like a professional uh, interrogator, you're a professional kind of like person, like as you said, you go undercover, so that's your profession. She totally mm-hmm. like owned up to that. Yeah, that's yeah. the coolest. True, true. Yeah, Colin, I guess uh, we went over a lot of things there. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. Here's here's the problem with the way Brad's being perceived. I, I don't necessarily think, well, they edited him a certain way. And when you're down to the final days, there's only so much you can show of a person. And when there's so little gameplay going on between four or five people, if the only interactions that Brad and Ty have, that's what we're going to see. But what everybody's forgetting is that Ty is, his personality will convince you that he's like this nice guy, and he probably is. But from a gameplay point of view, Ty has flipped more than almost anybody in the history of Survivor, short of maybe Russell Hance. So I can understand. I think everybody Who should. Who now understand. has a podcast? What? <laughs> Download the Russell Hand Show via iTunes. <laughs> and maybe Ty will be that. on there next week on episode five. <laughs> but like okay, the amount of times he's flipped, like there's something Brad said in the reunion show that he didn't say in the finale. And that's that he was so frustrated with Ty. And I think there are a lot of people who played even on Co-Wrong who would probably sit there and say, oh, yeah, I completely agree. I played with Ty, and I understand that. So if you take out of context the amount of times that Ty has flipped and the amount of people that Ty has screwed over, you know, it's not with the same intentions Russell has, but it's completely understandable why he would take that strong-arm point of view and say, this is the way it's going to be, Ty. You have no other way of knowing if Ty is going to be trustworthy or not. Yeah, and... And in speaking to Monica and hearing a lot of what was happening, that was a, there was a lot around that too. The fact that there was reasons why, I guess, Brad got to a point where he had to be that way with Ty. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's, it's tricky because, like, as we all know, with anything to do with Survivor, you know, they always have to paint the winner in a light as to why they won and also paint the, the people who don't win in a light where they, you know, why they didn't win. And, mm-hmm. um... I mean, there's a fine line. Look, I, I would, and I guess people probably think I'm just saying this because I'm, I'm a very outspoken fan of the Cole Peppers. But even I would kind of think that it went a little bit too far down a certain path with Brad in that last episode. Again, I know he said what he said, so therefore they've got the power to show that. Um, but, I mean, it's kind of, it, it is always interesting, and I've always found it fascinating doing this show in the stories you hear and everything. I mean, it's no different to, to your to your exit. I think Ke- Kelly and I have sort of been talking a little bit about this in the last couple of days, about sort of, you know, everything around your quit and all that sort of stuff, which I don't think I even knew about the fact that your quit wasn't necessarily a quit quit in terms of that they really should have pulled you from the game medically, but because Nayonka quit with you, they sort of had to make it as a quit. I think, yeah, there were a lot of things... Well, like I always say, there were a lot of things that weren't shown, and the producers... Like, I had talked to them about this. They were completely in on what was going on, and so were the medics. And so, yeah, like, at that point, you sign all those papers to go on Survivor, and you are at the mercy of production and what they can and can't film. And for us, what it was what they 
could and couldn't film for the fact that our roads were flooded. They could only get people in and off the beach via helicopter. We had no medics on our beach for a few days. Um, everything was flooded. And so there was, I, I think, just lack of film, really. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting with, with everything around that. Um, just quickly on Saree, Colin, you, I think, just said that you didn't necessarily feel she played as well as she did her first three times. Do you have, a, mm-hmm. I guess, an overall take then on Saree? Did this hurt her legacy? Did this gain her anything? I mean, as we mentioned last week, she's the only uh, player to ever make it to three final episodes. I mean, that you can't take away from that. But um, your take on Saree, will we see her back for a fifth time? Should we see her back for a fifth uh. time? Uh, I don't think we should see people for a fourth time, but I think we talked <laughs> about Sandra. early. Except for Sandra. <laughs> Sandra, maybe. And Jerry Manthe. Oh, <laughs> yes. yeah. Uh, but I think there's something weird about this season. I didn't feel this way about uh, Heroes versus Villains or, you know, Fans vs. Favorites or any of the other ones. The players who came on this one, even the ones who showed worse like Tony or Sandra, I don't feel like it hurts their legacy at all. I almost feel like this is kind of a one-shot and... It, it, I don't see it connected to the rest of the show, and maybe it's because of all the twists the producers threw in there that it's like a new game. I, I just think the people who came out there like Sari, even if it isn't her strongest game, she showed I still have it 10 years later or whatever. Uh, the reason I think it's not her best game is because mostly of what happened last week. You know, We saw some of that uh, with everything that happened with Sarah at the beginning of this episode, but there are some people out there who are such big fans of Sari that they don't want to admit that that was like an incredibly dumb move she made last week. So that would be my Mary's for saying that it's not her best game. But at the same time of those that made the final episode here, I would have ranked her at least in the top three and worthy of a win in your average season. I just don't think that anybody comes close to Sarah this year. Kelly, anything to add on, I guess, Sari, it's overall legacy. and You know, like, I completely agree with Colin. I don't think that people's reputations are changed because of this season. Sandra is still the queen. Tony is still a winner. And um, I think now we're just adding Sarah to that legacy of great players, really. And somebody that I would have debated prior, is she really a game changer? And I think after this, she has, like, won my vote. She definitely is. But I also... What I was gonna say. That's that's <laughs> fine because you moved the microphone away from your mouth, <gasps> Kelly. So it's uh, it's all good. Uh. <laughs> I was gonna say something about Sari. Very important. Must have been. Uh, oh, I oh, was she's gonna got say. She's got I was go. gonna say that a lot of these players are coming into this season, and they've made the in little ways they've made the same mistakes that they made previously <laughs> during gameplay, and that's been the most frustrating for me to watch. Like. And JT specifically, it's like, I hate to bring him up. I think he's a great person, but I'm like, what? Like, you you have to learn from your mistakes. And I think there, there were a few people that that happened to multiple times on this season. So that, but that also makes it entertaining, you yeah. know? It was, um... The, the couple of the chats that I will play sort of throughout some of the end bit, like I, I did get a little bit of a chat with JT. I kind of felt I went the opposite route there with him and kind of went back to Ben Waterworth's suck-up mode because I basically was explaining to him how, I guess, in the history of our shows, we've talked up his win a lot and how I've been the one to say, like, look, yeah, okay, he's moving Heroes vs. Villains might have come across as stupid, but if it worked, it would have been brilliant. And I can kind of see that a similar aspect in this season. 
But with I, the one I liked actually in talking to Sierra Dawn Thomas was kind of on the grand scheme of things, her giving that advantage to Sarah basically won Sarah the game in a way because if mm-hmm. she didn't have that advantage, she was gone in that tribal council I because know. she got the votes. Another um, thing to keep in mind with Sari, though, is if people are upset, oh, well, she got screwed because of all the twists or whatever, I don't think there was any way anybody else left in the game was going to let Sari get to the final three, and that shouldn't be gotten to. So the fact that she did get to go out, even if it was at six, and she went out in such an epic fashion, that adds to her legacy in the game. Let's let's kind of just play what if scenario because we used to love that in Survivor Oz. Hypothetically, Sarah doesn't have that that advantage. Sarah goes at six. Who who wins it from there? Is that Brad's game? Does he win that from that point? If you've got Sari still in the game mm. at that final five, is that uh, Brad? No, I think if Sari is, I think Sari went out when she did, and if she had made it any further, it would have been her game. Do you think Sari would? Yeah, okay. and I think. That's what it, 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 I think about it. I'm like, what did CBS have to play about that? Because they knew, too, that if she made it to the final three, it would have been hers easily. And um, so, but they did the vote at final at the final tribal, who True, Jeff did the what ifs, and Brad would have won. Colin, so. do you, do you, how do you think that would have gone had Sarah gone then and Saree had been there in final five? Uh, I think for one thing, Brad wouldn't have felt the need to strong arm Ty so much, so he would have been in a better position to convince Ty, look, Sari's the real threat here. Ty is, he's very irrational, he's very emotional, but I think he's also smart enough to know, I don't want to go up against Sari. He would want to go up against Brad and Troyzan in a final. Maybe Ty does win, maybe Brad wins, but I think that it comes down to Troyzan, Brad, and Ty. It's it's interesting, just just before we move on with, with Sari, we've obviously now had four four-time players in the history of Survivor. We used to have the record where we could say, you play four times, you win, because that was obviously only Boston. <laughs> right. Then Rupert went out first boot, so it was kind of, you either go out first boot or you win. Now, I've obviously had Ozzy and Sari kind of in the middle there, but it's interesting to think of those four players now, that at least Ozzy and, and Boston Rob have at least made it to the end. But you look mm-hmm. at poor Rupert and poor Sari, who have played four times and never made it to that final tribal council. I'm not going to ask who's a better player because there's a clear answer there. It's clearly Rupert. Um, but um, poor Sari. Hashtag poor Sari. But yeah, anyway. Um, I think Sari, though, was really just as dangerous as Sandra when going into this. True. The fact I, I she agree. made it yeah. as far as she did blows my mind because people agree. should have looked at her and said, okay, she needs to be gone because she's dangerous. And that's, that's what I've said all along, that if I was on a tribe with... Her, Sandra, and Tony on day one. I'm targeting Sari over Tony and Sandra. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I, I look, I, I, I like what both of you are saying in terms of legacies, in terms of just it doesn't necessarily affect it. I would argue Sandra somehow has improved. Oh, right. weirdly. She's always <laughs> yeah. improving. Um, she is the queen. But with Sari, like, you know, she often would win that, you know, title of best player never to have won. I still kind of would say she is that person because I still think she showed plenty of things in this season outside of, you know, last week that shows her as such a great player of this game. And I still think in if she never plays again, we're still going to look back at her and arguably say she's the best yeah. player never to have won this game. And I don't really think there's much of a debate around that. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Um, she can play another 10 times and never win. And unless she, you know, comes out and does the most stupidest things in the ever out somebody as a transgender and I look I don't no, know like it's we would still love her. <laughs> we That's probably the would thing yeah. with Sari. She can do that and we're like, oh we love you. Yep. 
I love everything. Her hair. Oh my yeah. god. And it I just say so cute the other night. In person, like she has lost a lot of weight since Survivor. Like she's looking incredible. And when she came into that lobby in the hotel, because I guess kind of just for those who I guess who don't know how that works around the finale, like a lot of the fans will hang around the hotel that they stay in because they're all coming in to check in and you all meet them, they'll come and sign autographs and talk to you. Um, when she walks in, like everybody's going crazy. I, w- I went up to her and like, oh, hi, Sari, Ben from Survivor Oz, you know, I interviewed you a couple times. She like literally just like, oh my God. And she like gives me the <laughs> biggest hug and she's like, I haven't spoken to you in years. Why haven't we done it? Oh, my, what are you doing here? Like just absolutely incredible. I was like, oh my God, Sari's like, you know, I was just fanboying but out. Um, did she ask and- you to say weird for her? No, no. She's a nice American. None of these other Americans who ask me to say weed all the time. Oh, um, my God. You're so weird. <laughs> I have to put up with. I have to do this from my parents and everything as well. But, um, I mean, she had her whole crew there. Like, I met HB in person. I think I was almost more excited to meet HB than I was three. But, um, yeah, just, just such the most down-to-earth, nicest, incredible person. And... Um, yeah, I can't believe I never liked her the first time I saw watched this show. I never what? I was not a Sari fan. Exactly. How did I not like Sari? You're not in the loop. I know, right? I'm an idiot. I, I like you Diana weed. Day, So I'm weird. Oh. She's so weird. <laughs> weird. Uh just I mean look, uh, there's a lot I think to talk about the 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 final tribal council and that. I mean, just kind of touching on the. We obviously had. We lost Aubrey. We lost Ty. I feel there wasn't a whole lot around those. They were kind of going to happen, I feel, at that yeah. point. Because I, mean, I think really what set up that final three was that reward when, you know, chicken parm. Um, and just. <laughs> I swear I was the only one in that audience laughing when Jeff was like, <laughs> chicken parm, garlic bread. Like, I just love the way <laughs> Jeff just goes over the top with that. But, um,. Colin, anything to add with Aubrey and Ty's boots? I, I really don't feel there's a lot to talk about. But I mean, I think you're kind of getting giggity giggity over Aubrey all of a sudden. Oh, I I don't know why we didn't yep. see this Aubrey earlier. It even co wrong. Um, I I told you I, I think I'm in love with Aubrey now. And <laughs> don't I let couldn't... Jamie know. Don't go to like <laughs> hunksaudrey.com or something. I, the funny <laughs> thing is, is that. I don't think I could have cared less until she was voted out. And during Co Wrong, every single week, I was not critical of her, but just saying I don't get the praise because she seemed to be getting a lot of credit for, you know, her gameplay when she was on the outside of every single vote. And if you look at like her pregame stuff from Co Wrong, like, there was a lot of personality there. And then on the show, she was just like a robot. And when she got voted out, it was very similar to Sari. Like, she had this huge smile on her face, and she seemed to be... I think that was the first time I've ever seen her smile on Survivor. Hmm. It was her getting voted out. And she just... She took it so so much joy, almost, like because she had never been voted out before. She's like, oh, this is what it feels like. And she said she what was she excited say, like, to be on the jury. Experience? She said, like, oh, getting the full experience now or something yeah, like that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then on the jury, too, I mean, she was the star of that jury for me. When she told Troy, I was like own that it's not over yet like oh she's just amazing and on top of that i just want to say like very few survivors clean up as well as she does you know from being on the island to being in the finale maybe it's just i have like an italian thing maybe it's just an italian thing or something but aubrey's amazing now and she deserves so much better than just a cochran line in the reunion well yeah and I actually, because she was one of the ones that you didn't see a lot of in the hotel over the two days, and kind of at one point I was talking to Nick from her season, 
and then like they had to leave to go out, and then I only realised that the, the girl he was leaving with was Aubrey. I'm like, oh shit, that was Aubrey, because um, I hadn't met her at that point, and I finally got a chance to catch up with her after the finale, then at the after party, uh, and yeah, in person, she's, she does clean up quite well too, Colin, I'll, I'll let you know that. But, I think she's so beautiful yeah. in this like very intelligent, well-spoken way, and it's like... I, I look up to her as a survivor. I think she's awesome. I think she's another one. I'm like, how did you guys let her make it this far? Because she's obviously a threat from day one. But um, I I had the pleasure of going to um, meet her after her finale. Me move the microphone <laughs> in front of the mouth. So it's just I, slowly I getting quieter. I got quieter, to watch her quieter. interact with her fans. And she was so sweet. Yeah. And it made me love her even more. I think she's great. But why uh, uh, yeah. is she not like that on Survivor? Like she, she looks so miserable all the time on both of her seasons. It's yeah, I I, I couldn't even tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> I just got distracted. I thought you were like about to fall off the couch there for a second, Nick. That's an American sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> got the Canadian Jamie sneeze. We have an Aussie, a Canadian, and an American here. <laughs> Shit's getting wild. Um. Yeah, like the thing, I think the most disappointing I found with Aubrey this season was we just didn't see her, and like again, that's not Aubrey's fault. Uh, I'm sure she was doing things. It's just like what was the joke we made last week about? I think we've had more Cochrane references and appearances this season. Than we've seen Aubrey this season, yeah. and you know, it's kind of you just felt she wasn't going to make the end. Can Cochrane and Aubrey get married? Uh, well, she's got a boyfriend, does she not? Isn't that what Jeff said? I well, think. Well, I the... want it to be Cochrane. As long as it means we don't have to see Cochrane every five seconds on screen, I'll be fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, we got more Cochrane in the finale? Like, come on. Like, really? We didn't speak to, like, how many of the cast in the reunion yet? We got a three-second shot of... And, like, I could see Cochrane in the crowd. Can I point it? Like, he was, you know, everyone was going up, getting a photo with him and that. But I kind of got the vibe this was going to happen because all the cameras just kept hovering around Cochrane. Like, part of that reunion. I'm like, oh, God. Seriously, <laughs> like here we go. Um, but yeah, uh, anything to add on Ty? I guess. I mean, you know, we should. I mean, obviously, both Aubrey and Ty. This is the first time, uh, like as you just said, they've both been voted out because they were both in the final of Korong. Um, I mean, Kelly, Ty, anything really to add on him? Uh, you know what? I I don't think so. I think yeah. that it's really been well well talked about. I think Ty is awesome and I think I'm proud of him for making it as far as he did. Yeah. I think he did well and I think he played the best game that he could have played given these players that he was with. I completely agree. Colin, anything on Ty? Uh, Just the the vote out. um, It was pretty obvious when the only strategy he could play is to try and convince Sarah to force a tie um oh Sarah, my gosh yes what? <laughs> there was no way that was ever going to happen and if it did i think that would have ruined the season for me but i think i agree he's he's not the greatest player but he's one of the greatest characters and i think that's what oh, rupert sure. had at least in his first two seasons yeah. that rupert was a terrible player but he was such a big character i think if you just keep bringing back tie he might get old very fast but uh, I don't think, uh, as opposed to a lot of other players who came back very quickly after their season finished, I don't think this hurt him at all. I think he played a slightly better game this time. I just don't, I couldn't figure out while watching the finale why you would ever try and, why he thought he could convince Sarah to vote with him when if she just voted with the majority, like she would have been automatically in the three. Mm-hmm. That was very similar to Worlds Apart, was it not, when... Um now refresh my memory because we had the Rodney Carolyn fire building and was that Mike could have easily voted Carolyn out yeah and he forced the tie and that was my biggest question in that was why not just vote her out right um so I guess 
I give, yeah, because I, I was very critical of Mike for that. But I guess now it's like props to Sarah for going along with that because, yeah, I agree. It's like, why would you want to force a tie and have the risk when you could just automatically yeah. be there? At You're the literally end? risking a million dollars over building mm-hmm. a fire. I mean, that blows my mind. And, and I she guess wasn't it, immune. It's like Sarah had no immunity. So exactly. if she exactly. went along with this, Ty would be like, hey, guess what? Sarah's not going to be voting for you. Let's vote for Sarah. Yeah, and, and and I guess like that was the question then that was later raised at the reunion, which we'll get to. The sort of again, I guess people were thinking, well, why doesn't Brad try and get Sarah out at that point? Um, which again we'll touch on. I just want to add with Ty. He was, I think, the second one I got to meet in the lobby after I arrived, and um, just everything you can imagine. He's. I mean, you've obviously hung out with him at, at Hearts, but <laughs> that guy is fun. just everything you think of. I mean, he just like introduced himself like big hug and then you know chat to him for a little bit then he comes back and i did a great little video piece with him which again you'll hear in this and every time he's walked past and saw me he'd come and give me a hug and like i met this guy like an hour beforehand you know right. and he's just like you could just easily joke and make like fun of him as he walks past and everyone's just doing he's just amazing he's such a nice human being and just everything you can imagine i'm smiling right now just thinking of ty <laughs> you got a tear in your eye i saw I'm it crying. i'm crying i'm crying again you know, over I'm, crying. God, I'm such a little like I don't want to say girl, that's sexist, but um, what, what, what's the appropriate term? I'm such a little Aussie. Uh, no, that's not true. We're tough. We're tough people. <laughs> Fuck it. Whatever. I'm just a little bitch. There we go. I said I it. think um, Ty, he, we did, so we have our Florida Hearts of Reality event that we do, and we auctioned off last year, 2016, we auctioned off breakfast for if you could um, bid on a breakfast with two of the reality people, and Ty was one of them. I don't know how this really ended up happening, but we ended up having breakfast with the winner who, awesome guy, we all know like personally, so I really don't know why he's not sick of all of us by now, but he, um, Ty was so fun, so sweet, he's just so easy to get along with, everyone that walks up to him, he loves really, and this whole table of breakfast that you bid on ended up being like 15 survivors at breakfast that have like all congregated together. (laughs) And it's like he just he he really like fits right in with everyone. And I think that's part of the reason had he made it to the final three, had they not gotten tie out when they did. He I really think he people would have may have voted for him to win. Well, that that that's that's what just seeing him interact. I'm like, he could have won. The surprising (laughs) thing was that that many people would have voted for him at the end because like again, like we've obviously seen him at the end before. Right. And again, it's not to take away from him as a person because again, we're we're talking how great of a person he is, but as a survivor player, not that great. And the fact that he would have gotten that many votes at the end, like, wow. Yeah. Um, That's because we all love him. Yeah. I mean, he just attracts everybody. He's kind of like the opposite Russell Hans is, not like <laughs> not the best at playing. I would argue Russell's probably better at playing the game to a certain point than Troy, uh, Ty. But he Ty could win votes based on people liking him, whereas Russell could play the greatest game in the history of Survivor. But he's not going to get the votes at the end because people fucking hate him. So it's, you don't think people like Russell? Really? <laughs> I, no, of course everyone loves Russell. I think he's everyone's best friend. Everybody in the world loves he's, Russell. He's in the top ten right now on iTunes. So yeah. Oh, my job. He's higher than us. Uh, so. <laughs> Wait, so people hear this episode. It's Should good. we like call him and get him in on this? Do it. Get him on the phone right now and say we're recording an episode. Can you boost our ratings? Uh, just as long as he's not like trying to, you know, send you anything inappropriate. Um, <laughs> So Russell's out. Are, are we really doing saying? this? He's actually getting on the phone right now. We might have special <laughs> guest appearance, Russell Hands. Hang on. Uh oh. <laughs> Go into the background. What's going on? 
You do the talking first. He's going to like, who's that guy in the background? <laughs> Put that to the microphone. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. That. He gets a little butt hurt with me sometimes. Oh. oh, leave a message. Leave a message for him. Say what we're doing and tell him to call you back. Well, we now they know his number. Oh. <laughs> hey, honey, boo boo, call me back when you get this. We were we're doing a little interview here, talking about your podcast that you have in the top ten. What? All right, love you. Bye. Just, just everybody ignore the fact that you heard Russell Hance's phone number on this episode. We'll have to censor that out. <laughs> that's not the only time it's happened on the, the show. Oh, that's going to be my bad, guys. Now, now he's pissed off. He's like, why are all these random people calling my number? <laughs> uh, um, the finale, the, the, the reunion, obviously our final three. Look, I, I've got to admit this, and can I just say that in no way did I let any of this cloud my judgment through any of these episodes. I knew this was a final three. <laughs> I was spoiled a long time ago. Who spoiled you? I'm not going to admit who spoiled I, me. I have to ask about that because when you came here to Winnipeg, the first thing you said to me, is like, oh yeah, I got all these spoilers. I know who the final three are. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, don't tell me. The only thing I said is don't tell me anything. Just please tell me it's not Aussie in the final three. And you <laughs> laughed and said, it's not Aussie. So the final three that were spoiled, was it the same three that made it to the end? Yep. The, I got it spoiled three different times for me, and each time it was the same final three. With um, the likely winner. Yeah. with the and Although there was, there was kind of mixed reports on, like, I heard that Sarah won in a landslide. Um, I heard that it was, like, a one-vote one. Um, and then somebody gave me a boot list, which was spot on. Like, the, the, all the pre-jurors were corrected, not necessarily in the right order. The jurors were a little bit higgledy-piggledy. So, for example, like I think the list I had had Haley finishing fourth, Sierra finishing fifth. Like Aubrey went very early in that jury phase. Um, Sari kind of was round about there and thereabouts. So, a lot of them were a little bit off. And kind of the notes I had was that there's an all-girl alliance that dominated. It said that Troy was the immunity hall this season. Um, so, I mean, there was a few discrepancies there. But, um, yeah, th- it did actually say there was, like, a triple idol play in a, in a, in a tribal council. And, but I, even then, I, that wasn't me pointing that out last week. I actually completely forgot about that. And I wasn't the one who came up with those scenarios. That was Linda, yeah. and that was then Linda tweeting it from another person. But I just want to say that I, I knew this final three. I sort of knew Sarah won. But, again, I did not let that spoil my judgment. Did you know the final three? I may or may not have known the final three. (laughs) She did. (laughs) But it didn't cloud my judgment. (laughs) You know what? I, like, since since day one when I met Troy Zan, I knew, like, I love him as a person. And so I have always been on his side. So regardless of anything, my number one was always Troy. And let's, I will say that there is somebody from this cast who is very well known for often uh, just uh, telling things how they are and, and telling the season <laughs> how it happens. I'm not going to say anything more, but um, that kind of gets <laughs> gets spread around. But um, yeah, it, it was interesting kind of because when I first found out this final three, I was so excited because like two of my favorites, Troy and Brad, I'm like, holy shit, they've made the final three. This yeah. is great. Um, you know what's so funny though? Like, okay, obviously a lot of these people like all hang out together at different yeah. events and different weekends and they spend time with each other at their homes. Like, did nobody think that Brad and Troy should have been broken up a while ago? I mean, they're friends. They hang out in Tampa together. They, 
It's, like, it's interesting to think because like, we kind of got a bit of that in the last episode, didn't we, about how the fact that they're never going to vote each other out. And right. I, I feel all season we didn't really see that until this last episode. I don't know if any of you well, two kind of saw that. Well, the only thing I would say to that is everybody would have said the same thing about Ethan, Tom, and Lex in true, All-Stars. True. Yes. And the other thing is, if you're looking at the first seasons that Troy Zan and Brad had, I don't think even if they make it this far in the game, you're looking at them as a threat. And they probably should have been, but their first games wouldn't have set them up as, oh, they're a power couple, we need to get rid of them. Right. True. And I think people expected like kind of the old Brad to shine through and screw himself over a little bit. So that probably has something to do with it. But I just I was thinking I saw those two boys together and I'm like, this this is going to go really well for them and suck for everyone else. Now, <laughs> I just want to quickly touch on, on Brad's immunity because he, he gets the five. Now, Colin, you're going to correct me on this because I'm going to try and get these off the top of my head who he joins in the record. Um, so obviously we have Colby got five. Tom Westman got five. Ozzy got five. Mike got five. Um, am I missing someone? Did Terry get five as well? I think Terry might have gotten five. So it's a pretty elite club yeah. that have the five. Obviously with females, it's four, isn't it? So Kim, Wigglesworth, and Parvati. Did she get four? I have, I don't remember her winning I'm one. Not, I don't know if you know this. You're probably sitting there <laughs> going, Ben, I know these. Why are you assuming that I don't know these? <laughs> did you win four immunities? Or? I did. I actually, I won all the immunities. Right. So. Right. She actually won like was, seven. Um, yeah. But I mean, look, props to Brad in all seriousness. No matter what, to win five immunities in a season is, is darn incredible. Um, so yeah. I think we needed a special note to that. And it was interesting actually, because obviously Ozzy was on stage. Mike Holloway was in the crowd. Um, so it's kind of interesting that three of those kind of like five were there at least. You know, um, also Fabio from my season, he really fought his way into the final three True. by winning his immunities. And I think it was like three immunities he won in a row, but we had started talking about voting him out at which point he was winning every immunity. So we couldn't, and he, that's how he ended up in our final three. And that also is Half the reason why he earned my vote is because I felt like by winning those, and they're not always like strength challenges, they're everything that makes it equal for a male or female or fit or not fit to win. And so I think that... Um, <laughs> you, you were doing well there with that microphone. You kind of got panicked <laughs> there for a second. With the microphone like, Holy shit, my the microphone's in front of my mouth. What's going on? <laughs> I just think that 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 earns a lot of credit, and that is how Fabio won our season. It's it's kind of that argument I feel that some people, I, I know we've had this debate on the show before about whether or not an immunity streak is warranting of, I guess, getting votes at the end. Um, and I think Colin, you might have been in some of our episodes before we've had these debates. I think it might. I know you weren't in our rankings episode, but. I think a lot of the time we would put the argument up, well, look, they won a lot of immunities. And some people are like, well, look, you just can't rely on immunities. There's a lot more to it winning it. But clearly, as Kelly, you were saying, like with someone like a Fabio who was going uh, long before he won those immunities, Mike Holloway was going before he won, like Brad was going. It's definitely, it's, I feel it needs to be a key part of getting to the end and deserving of at least a, a thought process of a vote is winning immunity a lot. I think also with that, that you you go into these challenges and you are exhausted, starving, emotional, and you find a way to come through and win. And I think the people that win those immunity idols, they seem to win them when they really, really, really need them. True. And so it's like a little 
little something watching over them to be like, all right, you got this. You're headed to the end. And that's to me why I'm like, they, those people deserve it. And, and not all of it. I mean, granted, Fabio could have been a terrible person, made it to the final three, and he would have lost. But he was he was great. Colin, do you have like anything to add on all that? I think if that's all you have going for you, if you have played a bad enough social game, a bad enough strategic game that, you know, that's the reason they want to vote you out, fine. But if you are winning immunities and still have some control of the game i mean it, it's kind of like the final tribal they said well this is about outwit outplay outlast they tried to remind you of that again it should come into account at least in that sense and i did find yeah. here for female winners kelly wigglesworth kim spradlin and jenna maraska won oh, jenna maraska of course sorry somebody who may not have won without the uh, immunities <laughs> well it's interesting to think like with the, the famous the two out of the three of them went on to win so if, if, what do we have five different men there and out of those only tom and mike ones colby didn't aussie and didn't. jenna did brad i'm talking about the men here oh. um so it's kind of like a two-thirds sort of on both sides there. so it's not like you win these massive amounts of immunities you guarantee to win so it's no i think though if you win the immunities based off of whether or not you were going to go home prior yeah, to yeah. winning then that kind of changes the True. change it changes the gameplay and Obviously, do you guys think that if Troy Zan would have won those five immunities, would he have won the game? No. No. I, yeah. d- I just, I just uh, look, his edit would have been different, surely. I know. You would, mm-hmm. I mean, you would assume it would have That's been different. That's what kills me is the edits. Look, it's, it's, it was fascinating, again, talking to Troy about that. And, I mean, it's the same with anybody in all these seasons about what, what's shown and what's not shown. But Troy kind of seemed to, like, in talking to him, that there was just, he was always a lot more on the ball than he was. And it, I kind of think that showed at that final tribal council how he was so shocked that he that no one was caring about him in the end. And look, we'll get to that because I think he handled that fantastically how he did. My favorite mm-hmm. part is when he told Ozzy, I'm the one sitting here and you're sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! What? Yeah, yeah. Um, but just, I guess, the final tribal council, the new, um, the new theme... The uh, the outwit, the outplay, the outlast element, the the kind of what just happened there, <laughs> um, the kind of the kind of we're distracted by making Snapchat videos here, people. That's why we're kind of like you know we're very mature, Kelly and I, but we love it. Um, my, my, the yeah. new the new format that they that they've worked out here by kind of having an open jury rather than having individual questions. Start with you, Colin. What was your overall take on all this? Uh, did you like it? Did you think it worked? Didn't work? What was your viewpoint? I thought the first few questions they had back and forth seemed a little forced. And that was maybe the way that Jeff set it up. It's very confusing the way he was explaining it. I'm sure that they had, you know, very clear explanations. This is what it's going to be like. But once the ball got rolling, everybody really got into it. And there was a lot of back and forth. I think overall, I prefer this. I don't know if I prefer it as much as I prefer the early seasons of Survivor using the old format. But I think as the games evolved in certain areas, you know, you need things like immunity idols now. You need advantages in order to keep things fresh. I think you need this to keep it fresh as well. Uh, And we got some good responses, and I think we got better responses out of the finalists than we would have. I don't know if Troyzan, you know, even gets a single moment in the final Tribal Council if it wasn't for this back and forth and being able to have you know, people say to him, you know, own it like Aubrey did. And 
I also just want to say with uh, with uh, the moment you talk about with Ozzy, how great it was. You know, Ozzy was spending the entire tribal talking about himself in every sentence he had. And as soon as Troyzen said what? that, he had I'm nothing shocked. to say. And he almost nodded like, yeah, that makes sense. That's the first person. Let's give Troyzen credit. The first person to ever actually kind of put Ozzy in his place and have Ozzy be like, okay, fair you're enough. You're so right. You, were so, you know, that reminded me so much of Todd versus Jean Robert in China. How like Jean Robert was all about Jean Robert. And then Todd, like, just owned him. And then John Rebbe was like, yeah, no one's ever... And then was it James was like, no one's ever shut him up before. <laughs> like, like, that was such a moment like that. That was true, yeah. I, I didn't know if you had anything to add there. Um, but <laughs> obviously not. Um, great, great comment, great comment. <laughs> that, I, I thought it was one of my best. Thank you. Um, I, before Kelly, I get you to talk about it, I surprisingly liked it. When, when, they fir- when Jeff first said it, I was like, oh, this, I don't know about this. But I think it worked like kind of this open forum because I particularly really like who was it that was championing for Sarah at first? Was that that was um was that Andrea and she was like really standing up and I'm going to be your champion tonight? Was that Andrea? Else, I'm thinking. She did and it I'm later. thinking like roll them eyes. Here's the Spencer of the season. There's always one that has to like oversell someone, and it kind of that's pissed me off in the last few years. But then the fact then then it was Ozzy who was like, well, I'm going to be championing for Brad tonight. Yeah. Like I liked. I liked that this brought that open discussion, yeah. and then you had a very vocal, like a, a very vocal Sarah group and a very vocal Brad group, and I, I think that worked. Um, and I surprisingly, at the end of this tribal council, it worked for Sarah. Well, it definitely worked for Sarah, <laughs> but I, I liked that back and forth between everybody and how that was. So I actually, I actually liked how they did this. Yeah, and I I completely agree. I think it's less stiff, it's more fun, and it, it you it's more informative, really. I've also gotten really tired of people coming out there and not asking questions from the yeah. jury and just saying, "Oh, this is my comment," and then when the person tries to respond, they cut them off, and they're like, "No, no, this is my time to talk." So the fact is, the contestants now, the the finalists, they have the opportunity to respond to people, not only respond but actually go back and forth with conversations and debate a little bit. It, it made for everybody pleading their case a lot better. I walked away from this uh, thinking, if Troy Zan had been asked a few questions, I think he comes across as, you know, the perennial third place who gets no attention from the jury. But this back and forth conversation allowed him to at least have a few moments where if we were to ever do our rankings again, we're like, well, hey, Troy Zan had a decent final, final tribal, even if he didn't get any votes. And... I just want to... We'll talk about Troy now. Um, we, we, we often talk about Final Tribal Council performances, and I know we've done top tens in the past who had the best, who had the worst Final Tribal Council performances. Um, you know, someone like a Todd is always talked up as, like, the best performance ever in a Final Tribal Council. You know, someone like an Amanda is generally considered one of the worst. Um, but I've got to give props for somebody who was getting no attention, who was getting no... Like, the jury just did not give two shits about him, really. He handled that amazingly. And that final thing that he said, I don't think I've ever heard somebody in Survivor history handle the way he did that. And again, I'm not just saying this because I'm a Troy fan. I would say this if this was an Aussie moment or somebody who I might not necessarily be a huge fan of. (laughs) The fact that he can just basically be like, look, clearly I'm done, whatever, thanks so much. Like, I'm underselling it that he didn't say it quite like that. He just handled that with so much grace and dignity. I think, Troy, he's always just a class act, and he's so well-spoken. He speaks from his heart all the time. And that we got to see during that little speech, and I thought that was wonderful. I'm sure lots of it was cut out, but I 
I would like to see the full version yeah, of sure. Tribal. Like, I would love for them to put on their CBS like website the full Tribal, no edit, just straight raw. I think that that would have been. So we can awesome. see back in your season when uh, your, yours was completely edited around yeah, your question. Oh wow, I did not know that or whatever you yeah. said. And then they just like, <laughs> completely changed that around. I know, switch my voice around. Colin, do you, I mean, anything to add sort of on Troy, I guess? I mean, not necessarily. I mean, you can mention about his overall gameplay. I think we've already talked about that. But I guess just his final Tribal there. Just that he had one response. I don't remember who he was saying it to. It may have even been, you know, before the comment to Ozzy, where he explained better than anybody else has before what everybody before now is just labeled under the radar strategy or floater. And he said something along the lines of, you know, you don't always have to play from the bottom or the top. Sometimes you have to play from the middle. And the way he said it, I wish I had his exact words. It made me think you know what? A guy who f- plays from the middle is probably just as worthy of winning as somebody who plays from the top like Sarah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. I actually, and the fa- that everyone knows I'm a huge One World fan, and we used to have a running, I think, statistic that we discovered that anyone from the Australian Outback who came back on a returning season would at least make the final four. It was this really weird kind of like, weird. Um, super weird. Super weird. <laughs> uh, ongoing statistic that they would have success on a postseason. Now, I just got to say this. I'm not trying to brag, but hell, fuck it. I'm bragging. Kim Spradlin was at the party thing after the taping. Oh. So was Chelsea. So was Kat. When somebody told me that Kim was there, I didn't even know she was there. I was talking to some. I don't even know who I was talking to. If you're listening, I'm, I can't remember who you were. <laughs> we were just chatting. And then they're like, oh, and Kim Spradlin showed up. I literally stopped dead in my tracks. I put my hand on him like, where? Where is Kim Spradlin? <laughs> they, like pointed her out. I basically shoved whoever I was talking inside made a beeline straight towards Kim. She was, like, talking to someone, but then I noticed Chelsea was there. I'd already met Kat, like, the day before, not to take away from meeting Kat. I, like, went up to Chelsea, lost my shit, then went up to Kim, lost my shit even more, and then did this amazing video, which I I don't know if I'll play the audio for it on this because it's not sort of related to this episode, but it will be shown at one point. They all kiss me on the cheek. Let me just share that. But I, I, I discovered that there's, this is going somewhere, people. I discovered that kind of now there's a, like almost a one world statistic with this, that whenever a one worlder comes back, they now make it to the final tribal council because Monica obviously did on Blood vs. Water and now Troy has made it on, and that's only two occasions, but I'm just trying to put a connection here, people. One world, fantastic season. Just need to share that. And also, I was just bragging. Can I just... <laughs> Monica Culpepper also kissed me on the cheek. All right, one world, people. You love have me. bragging rights right now. Troy Zan didn't kiss me on the cheek, but, um, you know, next time. I just had a vision of you grabbing somebody by the shoulder, shaking them and said, tell me where Kim is. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> where is she? Where is Kim's Redland? Oh my Could you God. imagine if somebody had said to me Brian Hardick was there? I would have just punched oh. him in the face. Like, shut up and take my money. Uh- <laughs> You're waiting for your kiss on the cheek from him, too. <laughs> oh, I would have wanted to kiss more than just on the cheek. Come on. Um, right oh, now- my God. <laughs> I love him. I need to calm down. I am sitting with the only survivor right now that I've actually kissed properly. So, you know, <laughs> I'm just bragging even more. Oh, Photographic evidence of that, going people. Going through hard times. Yeah, such a hard life being a survivor <laughs> podcast. I love isn't how it? now she's like, it was pity. It was pity. Don't judge yeah. me. <laughs> well, it was. I'm not, I'm, not deni- I'm not denying it wasn't anything more than pity. I mean, it literally, legitimately was a let's <laughs> make your ex jealous kiss, to which I played up to the fact that she took a photo on her phone. I'm like, it didn't count because I didn't get a photo on my phone, to which it happened again. I'm taking it still. I'm not in any way saying it was anything more than a pity kiss because seriously, look at me. And look at her, but 
Back to Survivor. Um, Sarah, I will say, and look, I think she did a great tribal council as well. She she handled that well, kind of what you were saying before about the fact that she owned it, kind of like with her all undercover and just everything along those lines, how she handled it. And, and props to her, because I was always intrigued coming into this season knowing that she was the winner, pretty much, how she would do it. Because I felt I was very critical of Sarah and Kagayan, how she went out and just, I was never high on her game first time around. But she definitely showed it. She brought it this season. Between her, Sierra, Dawn Thomas and Brad, I would say they were my three biggest turnaround players uh, on Game Changers. And maybe even Sandra, um, which is weird saying that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I guess, Colin, just give us your view on Sarah, her, her final tribal win in general i guess well i mean if we go back to the rankings episodes we did i think i was the only defender of sarah and i was a huge fan of hers mostly just because i felt she got unfairly criticized for the way she went out where everybody would say oh well she was you know playing both sides she kept bragging you know i'm playing everybody and they weren't realizing that that was something she was saying in confessionals and everybody has kind of labeled her as this cocky player that got voted out because she was cocky and yet everything that happened happened off camera so I was excited to see what she could do this time around. Um, she was one of the players I was most excited about on the season. But I don't think I ever could have expected her to play the game she played. Uh, it, it's hard because I'm a huge fan of Tony. And I think Tony stands as one of the greatest winners of all time. I agree. But I think that I can look at Tony's game and say he had a few of those mistakes. And I struggle to find mistakes Sarah made. You could say, well, it was a mistake. You know what she did get rid of Michaela. But, well, she ended up making it to the end and being able to vote out Sari and almost be guilt-free for that because of the way Sari played, tried to play her advantage without reading the clue. Uh, Sarah played a masterful game. and She may go down as one of my top five favorite winners of all time. We'll have to wait and see how it stands up in another year or two. Big call, big call. That was that was big. That was, that was big, Colin. Very powerful. That's I'm what all drivers all of uh, Hondas right here, don't they? Uh, <laughs> what's a Honda Mini? What do you drive? Honda Fit. Honda Fit. Honda Fit. <laughs> You know what they say about guys who drive Honda Fits. Fits. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Moving on. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Sarah Kelly. Sarah, as uh, Tony would say. Sarah. (laughs) I think she is awesome, fun. I think she definitely... Anytime you make it to the final three, I think that I can defend a reason why you should or shouldn't have won. Just like I feel like I can defend Brad as to why he didn't win or why he should have won. But Sarah, I completely see how she got the votes to win. I think that she was a great player and I think she was really well spoken. And she represented the outwit like no other. And I... There's a helicopter going over. That, that's Russell Hands <laughs> flying in privately. Oh, he's, he's look, he's dropping call. podcast Wait. signs. Here comes Russell. So. Oh, I thought that was Top Gun 2 <laughs> filming already. <laughs> it's actually the paparazzi around Kelly's house. She's so famous I know, in this region. they never give me a break. I, I try know. and lay out, and they're just all up <laughs> in my God, it's Kelly from Survivor. Oh, Let's, like, fly around Everyone her house. Season 21. Like, totally. There's my private jet landing. Yeah. <laughs> um, just call me <laughs> Kelly Kardashian, would you? Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I I think Mike move Mike move back to the face. <laughs> I think Sarah is she represented um, the outwit, and obviously they all did outlast. So I think she's great. I love her. 
I'm proud of her. I, I and she stood up with those boys. She so did. I only got the chance power. to kind of meet her. Like she arrived. I, I got her to sign a photo. Got a photo with her. Said good luck. And I think breakfast the next morning, she was sitting there with her husband. And I just kind of like walked past and I sort of said like, "Oh, good luck for tonight." She said, "Oh, thank you." Because I mean, you know, obviously she's the life of the party. When she arrives back, everybody wants a piece of her. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, she, she's a lovely person. When I met her, like you know, n- nothing bad to say about her at all. Um, and uh, the, the, the surprising part about it was when she kind of gave credit to Tony about, you know, sort of the advice. That was a hilarious story at the reunion about, you know, yeah. ringing me up 5.30 every morning. And uh, you'll hear in the, the Tony bit that we, I, you know, got a little brief chat to do a little interview with Tony. And, you know, he, yeah, he's saying how proud he is of her to kind of do that. And, you know, go back and watch KGIR and the two cops now, Cops Are Us Alliance, uh, yeah. is now the Winners Are Us Alliance. So... You know, there's a there's a cool little uh, thing, and again, maybe we need to put that Kagayan returning thing as well with the One World because you know, obviously Spencer and, and Tasha made it to the end oh, in uh, yeah. Second Chances. So, do you know what we what we really need from a season now is we need Cops or Us versus Culpeppers because we have <laughs> two winners from Cops or oh. Us, hey, two hey. winners up from Culpeppers. With, with the and also with the amount of Marianos that have been produced at, at a speedy <laughs> rate, we're going to have uh, Cops or Us versus Marianos versus Culpeppers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so versus Kelly's. But, well, <laughs> <laughs> Look, it can't get any worse than the next season subtitle. All right, we'll get to uh, that. Um, the reunion in general, I don't really know. I mean, I think this was a better reunion. I think this is one of the more better. I've been critical of the reunions recently. I think they're sl- gradually getting worse. But I felt this one was a decent reunion, and I'm not just saying that because I was sitting in the I audience. I was going to ask, are you a little biased? No, like even if I wasn't in the audience, I felt like it, it was handled better. We didn't have random kids eating rice. We only got five seconds of Cochrane as opposed to five minutes of Cochrane. Uh, we didn't get Sia on the stage. Can I point out, actually, in all, in all seriousness, there was a seat in the audience that said reserved for Sia. So <laughs> I was kind of excited thinking I'm going to get to see Sia, but she wasn't there. If she was, she was like dressed normally and didn't have the wig on. So nobody would have recognized her anyway. You know what? <laughs> I do have something to say about this final tribal or final reunion. The finale. Let me, let me just call it the finale. <laughs> and let me put the mic in front of my face again. So, so, so the fourth time I've done that, I feel know, like your father all of a sudden. <laughs> Brad was like really, he, he was he got up, gave Ty a hug. Jeff kept trying to interject and like slow it down, make it stop and keep Brad quiet. And I wanted Brad to open his mouth and say everything on his mind. And I think that there was a little bit of concern from Jeff that Brad was going to spill some worms that maybe producers had cut out or hidden or whatever, because it had made Brad look so bad. And Monica did mention about that. She said that even that part was frustrating uh, to, to watch because it was kind of like, I, I even I felt Brad was kind of really because Brad was trying to handle that well. I feel I do you know? I do too, and it's like he was so close to yeah. just ugh, saying whatever was on his mind, and Jeff was like literally trying so hard to make it stop before there was a massive disaster on live television. One one thing I need to add quickly with Brad before I talk about the one giant thing which I was so excited about the reunion. I think Colin knows what I'm going to mention, but. I met Brad on the the Tuesday when I got there. His moustache was not that. I don't know if that was a bit of a fake moustache in the end because he did not have that thick of a moustache on the Tuesday. Unless Brad Culpepper can grow moustache. the quickest moustache. 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 What am I saying? Moustache. Moustache. Are you making fun of my it accent? sounds like again? an ice cream flavor. Moustache. In Australia it is. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> I like moustache. Uh, how do I say it in American? Moustache. Moustache. Oh, shut up, Ben. Um, anyway, the point I want to get to with this is... We had a long-running question on Survivor Oz in our final set of questions. We would ask the question, 
what do you feel would happen in the event of a tie at the final tribal council? As Kelly's about to set off a bomb, it seems like what's going on. It's going to be my bad. <laughs> yeah, bomb all of a sudden. Um, and I asked that question to Mark Burnett, and he didn't even know. So I think they've discovered this. So we obviously now finally have the answer to what would happen as a tie at the final tribal council, which I think is what a lot of people guess it would be. That that's Well, they asked that question because you asked Mark Burnett about it. Clearly. So you get pro- like Just like how we that. brought green buffs back to Survivor, right. we also <laughs> brought back this, this answer this question I just want to quickly touch on this is this the fairest way to decide a tight final tribal council get that extra sort of the no vote getter put them on the jury and they're the deciding vote Colin do you think that would be the fairest way to do it yeah I mean it makes sense the third person has no votes it's the same as if you have you know uh, a tribal council where there's a tie vote I mean if you can't reach the decision then they just go to the next person but I think the question we had, though, at one point was in the scenario of nine people on a jury and three people in the finals, what yeah. if it's a 3-3-3 three, three, three tie? Exactly. So we still don't know about that one. But when they did ask the question, I got all excited. My wife's like, what, what? I'm like, that was our question on the show. <laughs> I lit- I was in the audience and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, Jeff, go you're welcome. Listen. listen for the one Australian screaming, yes, finally. <laughs> um, there, yeah, there, there was... A lot going on in that final tribal council with stuff related to Australian stuff. But uh, Kelly, do you? I mean, do you have anything to add, really, on I guess how they would decide this, or is this something that you have never thought about until now? Well, I mean, I like rock paper scissors. Usually. Yep, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do that right now? Who would win between us? Like, ready? Rock paper scissors. I'll tie it. rock paper scissors. Yay! Oh, I just won a million dollars. Just lost. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I think. They could get really crazy with this, really reduce some spoilers. If they would just have the vote be after the edit and vote at Final Tribal and do a fire challenge at Final Tribal in your dress-up clothes on stage. My favorite answer to that question ever was Jonathan Penner, who said they should eat a piece of shit. They, they get given a piece of shit set in front of them and see who badly wants a million dollars. Like that. Stop. That was Jonathan Penner's actual answer. You know, I'm a nurse. I, I see people that do that for free. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. Wow. I really want to go to Kelly's hospital all of a sudden. <laughs> Maybe I don't. Um, I don't know if there's anything really else. We've got some listener questions, and uh, I want to talk about this next season. Colin, do you have anything else to add that we've maybe overlooked in terms of the finale and the reunion before we kind of move on to some other things here? Have we? Has, has Colin died? Or uh, <laughs> Back now. I just got a baby on my lap. <laughs> All right, okay, right. <laughs> just uh, just double-checking that you were fine. <laughs> He's watching you two, and it's his favorite show right now. Whoa! Hey, we've got an extra. We do have an extra. There's Russell. Russell's joined us. Uh, <laughs> hey, Casper. Uh, I just want to say with the reunion, I, I think it has been getting better. The last two have definitely gotten better. So uh, whatever they're doing, I, I don't think that they're asking. They're still not asking everybody questions, but we used to say that was the issue, that they don't talk to everybody. And they're still not talking to everybody, but I didn't mind this time. I felt like they covered the bases they needed to cover. I agree. Kelly, anything to add that we haven't talked about that you want to bring up before we move on? I 
I don't. I think we've covered all everything. I, I think, think the next thing to talk about is probably the next season and the title of the next season. All right, Colin. You know, as a long-serving person on Survivor Oz, Oz Network, and whatever the fuck else we've done, that we've been very critical of the names of these seasons. I think we thought Millennials vs Gen X was the worst thing ever. I think Worlds Apart at one point was well, the worst. Well, not to ever. mention we couldn't even figure out what a millennial actually de- exactly defined as. Okay, let's call this right now. Heroes, healers, hustlers. Who the fuck was uh, high on drugs when they came up with this title? This is yeah. just what the actual fuck, CBS. I don't know, but it sounds like somebody <laughs> may have had some cookies. Yeah. <laughs> you saw that video last night. Um, Colin, please tell me I'm not the only one who thinks this is stupid. Whoever came up with this title is the same one that thought no caller was a thing. So... Uh, I, it's it's just sad at this point, and I understand they're filming in the same locations. There's only some, so many ways you can come up with Fiji or Mama Nuka or whatever to call a season. But oh my gosh. like, there's got to be something better than healers, hustlers. Like, it doesn't make sense if you're going to brand a season like that. You should at least know what it is by having it described. Like, if you just say healers, I'm expecting it's gonna be like some type of you know magician or like uh, I don't, it it just it doesn't make sense to me. Kelly, I mean, Kelly, you're technically a healer being a nurse, so you would fit into that category. Right, but I think I classify as a hustler, too. I, yeah. I, I, look, what I, was the third one? Hero. Oh, mm, eh, depends on the day. But so. I, I, to, be, to me, what do I fall into? I'm not a hustler. See, then you don't qualify. Exactly. I'm not a, he- I'm not a hero. You'd have to be a hustler. I, I can be a hero, baby. I just I'm a hustler, <laughs> baby. Mm, I just want you to know. And, and what's, what's a healer song? Um... Heal me because I'm a heal. I don't know. There's nothing. Um, what's that song? Yeah, that the, song. The another one. Mm, dun, dun, another one bites the dust. All oh, right, right, right. I don't know if that's a good healer song. Uh, yeah, but. I, I really. Yeah, I just like. I the only thing I'd actually heard about this is one of the rare times that I felt nothing was really leaked. I think the cast, some of the cast was leaked about a week ago, um, and only thirteen of them because there's obviously all newbies, but. This was I, I had heard that this was meant to be no collar, white collar, blue collar again. I don't like that either. Yeah, I look, my argument I've said that this That was good one time. I've said this so many times. Stop with the the gimmicky twists. Just like have like I guess they can't really do it, Colin, as you were saying, because you know, we're in the same location, but since Samoa, every season has had a twist around it. It's like, oh, old mm-hmm. versus new, you know, but like just scale it back. Even if you just say, I know it's technically a twist in itself. Borneo rules. Like, 16, no idols, no switches. I mean, that's yeah. a, that is a twist in itself because it's been so long since we've had that. They try to do it in token chains, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, this is just... They're, they're stretching it. And I think one of our listener questions which you'll get to is kind of an idea for a future season. The one that I feel they've never done, and I don't know why they've never done, is kind of like a an East Coast versus West Coast or like a, you know, a Midwest. Know. Like, like, really spread it out around America, if you know what I mean. We um, could do like a locals versus survivors. Yeah, like get some of the local Fiji. Yeah, well, hey, actually, peeps. that's a good idea. Like and, yeah, th- Fiji I mean, versus USA. Like, in what rivalry is that ever a thing except for Survivor? <laughs> so, yeah, so, uh, listeners, send us in your thoughts on future season ideas. I mean, for fuck's sake, next season's probably going to be like dog owners versus cat owners versus people who shave their knees incorrectly. I don't know. They're, they're, they're really stretching out. <laughs> I just want to notice that. Uh, they're really stretching the ideas for goddamn twists now. Like I just think it's uh, it's just, it doesn't even sound fun. A no. healer versus a hustler versus a hero. I mean, obviously heroes, I hope that entails military. I'm I think all it, for the military. Yeah. Yeah. 
we could do an all military season, and I think Marines it'd be a great versus hit. Air Force versus yeah. Army versus Navy, totally yeah, like that works. Um, but hustlers, I mean, what does that even call? I just picture some big ghetto guys that own strip clubs and like <coughs> throw dollar bills and hundred dollar bills and everything well, around in like a Las Vegas strip club. So that's just going to be interesting. They tried to explain hustlers as basically like your what I guess you blue collar would have been like your average working folk, but. The problem with this is when you do a season that's themed like this, it only makes sense if the way you're separated would give you a distinct advantage in the game. You know, the when they did uh, the brains versus brawn versus beauty, the question I did was, like well, that. yeah, that one made sense because at least you have like brains and brawn. Well, that is a way you're going to play the game. You know, even white collar, blue collar, you're going to play the game differently. A doctor's not going to play the game differently than a police officer i don't feel or a stock market guy i mean it's it just doesn't make sense white collar makes more sense than just separating you by these weird you know division of professions yeah yeah i don't really understand it but i'm definitely excited for it look always going to be excited for a new season survivor and it's great yeah exactly we've actually people i just the people sitting around me I laughed out audibly loud when i heard the title for it so did people around me so it wasn't (laughs) just a like a, a weird Australian thing. Literally, people around me were like, ha, 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 what the like, what the hell is that?" Maybe this is what game changers means. We're <laughs> <laughs> gonna change that up. Um, now I've got some listening questions. Just, I mean, look, I just want to touch on a couple of things, just from an experience of the finale point of view. Just, I, I kind of went into this always trying to plan this trip around, potentially make it to the finale, and sort of in the lead up, I sadly got a rejection letter. I often get rejection letters. It's just my life. Um, <laughs> Oh, you need a kiss now. You're sad again. Yeah, I need a kiss, <laughs> Kelly Shin. Um, but yeah, I got um, I I got that. And the thing is, a lot of people, I think, they were very. I think I heard a lot more strict in terms of the seat fillers role. So a lot of people actually did miss out. I got very very lucky on the Wednesday morning, and I have to. I've shouted out to him on so many of these things that I've been recording the last few days. Chris Connor, mate, I owe you everything. He he emailed me basically the morning and said, "Look, I am in San Diego. I can't make it to LA today. Um, you can have my ticket, sort of as a token of gratitude for what you've done for Survivor, and obviously, you know, with the passing of your mum, and just you know, just such a nice, nice letter he sent me." We kind of went through a long process of trying to get them to transfer the name, which they did not contact me back. I'm stressing out all morning. I'm, I'm obviously with Jillian, who has managed to get a ticket with a friend of hers. So I'm like, look, I'll just rock up with you to CBS. Good one, tight, bless you. Um, and to Jamie, too, if she's back yet. Colin, no doubt, sneezing in the background. Um, we've showed up to CBS. We've spoken to the people. We've said, this is a situation. Can we transfer the name? And they've kind of said, like, oh, look, you know, we don't know. We've got to wait for somebody to show up. Just hang around. We'll see what we can do. Long story short, they when they started handing out the numbers and putting us in an order to see if we would make it into the crowd, one of the, the ladies from Seat Fillers came up to me. She told me not to tell this story, but fuck it, I'm telling it anyway because it's a good story and she was amazing. She came up to me and said, like, look, we're just going to – you can pretend to be Chris Connor. Just don't tell anyone we did this for you. I, I wanted to, like, hug this woman and kiss her and just give her Tim Tams and whatever. Um, so it was just – I was so lucky. I got in. Uh, it was an amazing experience to be able to just watch this – with a crowd and just the, it's it's so fun the reactions like because you see the audience changing their viewpoints like when they do the first introduction of all the cast and you know these are the final six like Sari gets a big cheer Ty gets a big cheer Brad actually got a pretty big cheer Sarah's cheer was kind of like you know not big not too small but by the end everyone is like just going crazy for her when she's doing everything well and then Brad was getting like barely anything by the end so 
just the way it changed. When Cerebe gets brought out on stage and just ever like everyone stood up. Like I was one of the like not many people standing up, but I could see a few near me stood up. Like, look, we're standing up. We're gonna stand up to give Cerebe a standing ovation. We then every the whole crowd did. Um, and just going backtrack, actually, we we didn't really mention Jeff's viewpoint on Cerebe's vote out. I thought that was a very nice touch that Jeff did that. Um, but I guess what I'm trying to say, if anybody has that opportunity to come to LA, whether you be in Australia, Canada, the USA, fucking Guam, Ethiopia, wherever, like come to LA because even if you can't get tickets to the finale, just the the two day experience of hanging out in the hotel lobby, meeting the cast members, going to the pre parties, the after parties, and I counted, I met 62 former and current contestants. 63 now that I'm sitting with another one. I, you weren't included in that. Um, I met you before, but anyway. Um, and apparently, what in discussions with a lot of people, this was unusual. Like, people kept saying to me, Ben, you've chosen the right one to come to because there's never that many people, no. like, former contestants in general. Like, Lex Vandenberg rocks oh. up into the lobby. All of a sudden, it's like, holy fuck, it's Lex. You know, um, Shane Powers is there. Uh, and it was just like a who's who. Like I kept just spotting everyone. It was just, it was, it was crazy. And then the after party on the on the Wednesday night was even more so. Like Hannah from last season was there, and I had a very strange crush on Hannah. So I <laughs> see her, I'm like, holy fuck, it's Hannah. So I've gone up to her and I'm like, Hannah, hi. Here's my number. No, I didn't really do that. Uh, <laughs> got the photo done with her and like just. I'm not going to go through all 62. I'm going to share a lot of the photos on on our page, which I haven't done yet, but just. Such an incredible experience. I met Lynn Spillman. I got a photo with Lynn Spillman. The, the, the funniest story out of all of it was I feel that like Gillian and I showed up to this after party and the, the security guards are like, it's closed. We just closed it five minutes ago. Sorry, we can't let you in. And Gillian actually played the don't you know who I am card like I was on the show. <laughs> Still wouldn't let her in. And we were about to give up because John Carroll and Nalia had flown in and I was trying to get them to come down and at least say hello. And so this lady walks past and no- recognises Gillian and is all like, oh, look, I can't get in. And the lady's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm actually hosting the party. Follow me. I'll let you in. And, like, and then she says, I'm actually Jeff Prope's assistant. So I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> so, She'd heard of you? Well, I, I sort of introduced myself and said who I was. And I just kind of said, oh, Australia loves Jeff. And she Or did like, you oh, say... Oh. I'm Chris Connors, and she's yeah. like, "Come on, <laughs> oh, again. exactly." Sorry, I was Chris Connor. Of course, I was. Uh, but you know, I then could say I was led into the party by Jeff Rope's assistant. So it was a surreal couple of days. I don't like using that word too often, but it was very much a crazy, crazy two days. We definitely know how to throw a party. Oh, if there's my anything God. survivors are good at, it's having a good time. Oh. Crazy, crazy. Like, I, I think Andrea's dad was up on stage, like, drunk, drunkenly down. I don't know if he was drunk. I don't want to say he was drunk, but he was dancing. <laughs> uh, I mean, just some other people, like, uh, I, you'll hear it. I interviewed Malcolm on video, and then his mum just randomly shows up in the video. So I'm interviewing Malcolm's mum. Um, just, just the people that I met was just, just incredible. Uh, but I don't think I lost my shit as much as when I saw Kim Spradlin. So, uh, <laughs> can you confirm one thing from the reunion for me? Sure. I thought I saw this like right after Sarah won and she goes out to hug her husband. Was it Monica that hugged her before she even got to her husband? I think so. Yeah. Cause where my viewpoint is, I could actually have a perfect view of the, the, the family members. And I actually, a lot of the time was watching Monica's reaction to like, to Brad's what was happening on the screen and when yeah I, I'm pretty sure she did because Brad then sort of followed and went up to, to Monica and everything like that but um, yeah no you, you are right and I actually when we got back to the hotel before we went to the party 
um, Sarah's husband was kind of standing next to me at the bar, and I just kind of said, "Oh, you know, congratulations." He's he's a very nice guy. We 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 shared an elevator with Michaela's mum. She's just the most amazing person ever. Uh, <laughs> she's just we were. I can't remember what we were singing. We started singing a song in the elevator with Michaela's mum. <laughs> that happened. Um, but I, I actually You're not and, tell and us the song or I yeah I can't remember what the song was. I wish I did. Um, but we, I ended up meeting every single one of the Game Changers cards. Zeke was the hardest one to get. He was the last one I got at the, at the after party. Uh, but, you know, yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to keep bragging about it. We're going to share a lot more of these on our, our page. You'll hear some on this episode. Um, and, of course, next week then I'm going to Cincinnati for this reality for diabetes. There's even more there. Like, yes. talking with Sandra and Debbie, of course, they're both going to be there next week. And they're like, oh, we'll hang out next week. Sandra's just the most amazing person in person. Just, oh, anyway. Let's get to some listener questions, Ben. Stop bragging. Everybody should get to see (laughs) one of these at one point in their life. Now, uh, everybody who sent these questions in all season, thank you so much. And we've got a few here, actually, for this one, too, which I feel like a lot of these are for Kelly, but a lot of these, I think, are for all of us to discuss as well. So uh, let's start off, if I can get this fucking thing working properly, just uh, swearing a little bit. We, You know, you're used to it. Um, Ruth Marie sent this question in. Hello, Ruth Marie. Uh, now, there's a bit here. She says, uh, is she the one last week, Colin, that sent you the, the essay, I feel? Um, <laughs> are advantages getting to be too much? What in the world will production do if everyone is immune and nobody can be voted out? I doubt it can happen, but let's just say Sari had an idol. What then? Everyone just is safe for that night and two people go home the next day or they have to fire making and last one leaves. Um, I, I will stop it there because she's got more questions here to add. I guess overall, are advantages getting too much? Kelly? Well, I think at that point, kind of what I said earlier, the producers aren't going to allow that to happen. Jeff's mm-hmm. going to put his foot in at that point and put, put his foot down and um, that they... They will change it as they see. They'll they'll add some more rules, some more twists, and um, so that that doesn't happen. Colin, do you think they're getting too too much? Uh, I would say yes if the advantages were ever used. But I think the <laughs> fact is, the majority of the ones that have come into play have backfired. In a way, I think that makes it better because we all yes. loved when James went home with you know two immunities in his pocket. We've only really seen a few advantages played successfully. So if it reaches the point where advantages and immunities are, you know, around every single vote, then yeah. But it's kind of entertaining to see people who blow it. Now I, it's heartbreaking and entertaining, isn't that funny? It's very true, very true. Uh, Ruth Marie adds. Uh, also, do you think in the future advantages need more restrictions? Like only two idols can be played at one tribal council at once. Certain idols can be played at certain stages of the game. Every idol has a time limit, so all idols have a different playing time. Making people forced to use them rather than just sitting on an idol and everyone playing them at once. No. I, mean, I think we kind of did touch on that a little bit just there, Colin. I, I don't know. That's if anything that- too, no, that's too much fine print for somebody yeah. to run through what well, we've seen this season they're not going to spend that much time reading the fine print well no so. yeah keep in mind this <laughs> we're, we're out there having fun we're having a good time and this is too many rules and i, and I feel that jeff and cbs went allowed because they like it when things like this happen they like these crazy ones there uh now ruth marie is hoping you and kelly are having a blast ben and i loved your blog your travels i love reading your stories and missing meeting survivors oh how nice great thanks ruth marie that sounded so insincere <laughs> that, i know uh, we are Having fun, and you've literally met so many great people. I, I appreciate that, Ruth Marie. I am. I really am a shithead. I'm weird. Um, now, this is our new favorite person. I, I like this. Really sounds like I'm making this one up, or like we're getting somebody. I, I honestly have no idea who this is. This is two weeks in a row I've gotten this. Granny Survivor. Are you Granny Survivor, Kelly? 
Oh, yeah, I'm not saying you're old. It. That's a bit rude, isn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Granny Survivor. Oh, damn. All right. Uh, Granny Survivor says, Hello, dears. What a great final. My heart still hurts, dears, on poor Sari that a twist or advantage takes her out. Sarah played well, and I'm so proud of her. Kelly, who got the purple Kelly edit? <laughs> and have you met the amazing Sari? I have not met the amazing Sari, not yet, but I'm sure I will one of these days. Oh, Purple Kelly edit. So given that I felt like I knew a little bit of the spoilers coming into this, I was thinking Sarah was kind of MIA right off the bat. And it's like she, and in my head, I'm like, okay, if she's supposed to win this, like what's going on right now? So initially I feel like she was a little quiet, MIA, not really seen. But besides that, I don't know. Troy? I don't know that Would this... You, Troy got a bit of a purple edit? Yeah, maybe Troy did. Colin, who do you think got a purple edit? Uh, I mean, you could excuse it for the fact that he got voted out early, but <laughs> this is going to sound mean. We've seen Caleb twice, and I still just don't get it, so I'm going to go with Caleb. <laughs> I, and I, and I, I forgot about him. And actually, the funniest thing about everyone who I met in the last few days, I think Caleb was the one that I met for like two seconds, and I didn't see him at all since after that. Like, I think I spoke to his wife more than I spoke to Caleb. So, uh, yeah, even in person, he's invisible. So... <laughs> <laughs> don't know where he went. Uh, he wasn't at any of the parties or anything like that, so yeah, I don't know. Um, thanks, Granny Survivor. I hope that um, your heart lasts between now and the next season. You sound quite old. Um, Mike Skull. <laughs> that was mean. Uh, Mike Skull. <laughs> I hope it really You're isn't just going to trash every listener that we have. <laughs> I just like ripping shit into our listeners. There's a particular listener who I always rip shit into. We'll get to him in a minute. Um, Mike Skull. Now, he's already had one of his questions answered. He said, answered. I'm, I really am American now. What do you think of the new Final Tribal Council format? We've been through that. This one, I think, here is for you, Kelly. Do you think that if we had have had that Final Tribal format in Nicaragua, that that would have changed anyone's vote? You know what? I actually do. I think having the open discussion like that allows for obviously the three, the final three to have kind of a debate style, which is really beneficial if you're well-spoken. And although I think Fabio is a great player, I think that, I think that either Chase or Sash could have probably persuaded a strong point and it would have either been closer or because Chase was close to winning, Chase could have pulled that one off. I, I, I mean, your season still is the last season to be decided by one vote. I was actually surprised that, because Brad got a third vote, uh, that actually came from Sierra Dawn Thomas, um, mm. who, because that was the first thing I think I asked Monica when I was talking to her, like, who, who was that extra vote for Brad? And then when I was talking to Sierra, she, she said that was her. So, yeah, it was, it was interesting to think how that would turn. And I think we could go over many seasons, Colin, I'm sure. I don't know if you have any that come to mind that you feel that that final tribal format would have changed a season just quickly off the top of your head. Mm. I mean, Amazon, you, you'd have the opportunity True. for Matt to articulate himself a little better. I'd and say All-Stars, maybe, even. Yeah, All-Stars for sure, yeah. yeah. Well, look, send, listeners, please send us in. Good question there, Mike. Um, Ruben Johnston, uh, what do you all think of the re- revelation of the final Tribal Council tie rule? We've been over that. Uh, and Ruben says, Purple Kelly is the best guest, by the way. Oh, thank you, Ruben. Oh. Thanks, Ruben. Oh. Oh. Sorry, Colin. Yeah, sorry, Colin. Going to win a chicken dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, now, now, Dan Sokul, this is one I was thinking I was alluding to before. Dan says, Ben actually predicted the idol apocalypse. Um, now, no, I didn't, Dan. I'm not going to take credit for that because I actually read that from a tweet from Linda who retweeted it from somebody else. But yeah. thanks for thinking it was me. I will add, though, to give myself an inflated ego, Dan also adds at the end, how great is Ben? 
Seriously, how great am I? Ben is so great. Thank you. Colin, we how great am ben. I? Uh, well, not as great as Linda, because she's the one who comes <laughs> up with all your good stuff. <laughs> ben. Wow. Okay. Um, Zachary Chong. Hello, Zachary. Our good friend, Zachary. Guess the song, Zachary Chong, coming soon to a podcast near you. Um... How would you react if what happened to Sari happened to you? I'm going to guess this is for you, Kelly, because <laughs> Colin and I haven't played Survivor. I think that that's, um, you know what? When you really, I think there were, there was no choice to be had and that you're at the fate of advantages and idols. And that is horrible. I think that's something that you, at least you don't go out knowing it was because everyone was like conniving behind you. So Oh, I don't know. Bittersweet. I would have been upset, though. I would have been really upset, especially thinking, looking back on it now, knowing things could have been different. Colin, I, at least we'll give Colin something to talk about here. Um, when Canadian saliva happens and, and that <laughs> happens to you, how will you feel, Colin? Uh, I would be exactly like Sari. I would love it because if you're <laughs> going to be voted out on Survivor, you want to at least be memorable. Okay. True that. That works. All right. Stop recording yourself, Ben. Uh, now. Oh, is that a recording? <laughs> yes. Oh, I was well, so vain. <laughs> uh, we're making faces. Uh, where are we up to? Riley Johnson. Hello, Riley. How are you? Uh, do you th- do you guys think and girls? Kelly's here. Uh, that this uh, this is what I was going to before. Yeah. Do you think this season lived up to the hype? And do you feel it is a top ten season? I feel for the caliber of players they had, although they may not have been game changers, I think it definitely qualifies to be a top 10 season. Um, I don't know that it lived up to the hype given the name. And so I think had they named it something else, it would have been better, but I've said that a hundred times. But it it definitely, I think, qualifies to be a top 10 season just because of the, the twists and the turns and the excitement for the most part, especially towards the end. Colin? Yeah, I remember us talking about this in one of the first episodes that we're kind of surprised that we were enjoying it as much as we were because everybody was so skeptical when they heard the cast and heard the title yeah. Game Changers with this cast. Uh, whether or not it's a top 10 season, um, I'll kind of have to wait and see how I feel you know, on a rewatch. But I was definitely way more surprised with this one. Uh, I think of all the all-stars, if you're going to include the fans versus favorites ones in there, or Blood versus Water... It's right up there with Heroes versus Villains for me. It's right. definitely stronger than All Stars or Second Chances. I um, we've also got to rate it by rent, uh, review this episode. I mean, I haven't forgotten about that. Um, yeah, I was going to sort of pose that question as a just comparing the four full All Stars seasons. Where would you put it? I personally would put this above Second Chances. Uh, again, I haven't rewatched Second Chances all this season. I didn't care for Second Chances. I, I thought Second Chances was good, but just, I think it's a bit <laughs> overrated based on what people because a lot okay. of people ranked that very highly at the time. Um, Everyone knows I'm an advocate for all stars, so I'm always going to put that at the top. And obviously, Heroes vs. Villains, you can't touch Heroes vs. Villains because it's such a good season. But right. um, I'd put this third out of all the four full all star seasons. But I think if you've got a smart mind and you're not someone like me who actually likes all stars, um, you'd probably have an argument for this being second best behind Heroes vs. Villains. So. I uh, I love that you felt the need to say I haven't rewatched Second Chances or this yet. Like it's been forty eight hours. <laughs> Actually, no. In the last two days, I've just uh, not been hanging yeah, out with not you. I've just yet. rewatched it. Um, that's clearly how I roll. Uh, actually, just while I I will forget to do this quickly, uh, Kelly, you did, we we didn't do this with you when you were on our episode back because we forgot to do this. 
on the Oz Network now, I guess the key difference is whenever we talk about an episode of or a movie, we have a ratings category where you either buy it because you love the episode, you rent yeah. it because you're like, it's okay, I'd watch it but not keep it, or bin it, you hate it, it's terrible. So what would you do with this? And lump Ooh. in the reunion as well. Would you yeah. buy it, rent it, or would you bin it? I would buy it. You would buy this it? This is one I, yeah, this is a buy. I would buy too. I, I think I, I, and again, maybe I am adding a bit of bias there because I experienced it differently, but also I, I think... That's hard too for me because I feel like some of these people are my friends and so I like to buy things that my friends are in. Oh, that's sweet. You should buy all my albums and things that I haven't released before. Well, you, I, I could have an entire stalker collection of you on my iPad. You just don't even know. Hey, look, you know, if that's the case, then it is that that kiss wasn't a pity kiss. Hey, holla. <laughs> uh, Colin, what, what would you, would you buy it, rent it or bin it? It's buy it for sure. I mean, I love Sarah winning. I love that we finally got something out of Aubrey. Um, it, the finale was memorable. The reunion was great. It's probably one of my favorite finales we've had in a long time. You know, you should have really messaged me about this Aubrey love when I met her, and I could have totally hooked you two up. Like, you know, fuck, <laughs> fuck her and fuck her actual boyfriend. Fuck your wife. Like, uh, <laughs> there's a few challenges in between here to get you two together. But hey, look, Jamie's got Hugh Jackman. It. Yeah, exactly. Jamie's got Hugh Jackman as backup. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of shit. Lad Undercover 22 on Twitter. How are you, mate? Uh, <laughs> we, we have a thing. He knows I hate it. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he really loves sending questions into our show. We just shit all over the listeners. Uh, he asked Kelly, uh, I think we kind of did touch on this, are you a hero, a healer, or whatever the third one was? Hipster. <laughs> Hipster. <laughs> that would have been a good one. Um it, well, it really just depends on the day, how yeah. I wake up. <laughs> what did you wake up this morning? <laughs> a hustler baby. Hustler, hustler baby. I'm a hustler baby. Yep. Colin, what are you? You're, you're definitely a hustler, aren't you? Uh, I'm definitely not a hero or uh, <laughs> whatever that other one was, healer. So <laughs> hustler by default. Yeah, I'm just a nothing. <laughs> you're a daddy hustler, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in all seriousness, let out a cover. Thank you for your constant questions, and you know I love you. Uh, now, I, love, I just want to say this. I love that the only can, or one of the listeners that you haven't taken a dump on today is Zachary Chong. Like, what has changed in the last few years? Oh. Used to be your punching bag. <laughs> well, because we love Zachary, don't we, really? Like, I mean, you know, I mean, let's be honest. He's, he's come across here to the Oz Network. Have we heard from Catherine all season? Has Catherine no. just forgotten about us? She was on our finale for Co Wrong, and then she just disappeared. That was just her lifelong goal to be on the show, and then she's gone. You know what I think it is? It's ever since I actually met her in person and had a beer with her in Melbourne. It's like she's just gone off. She's like, oh, this guy's shit in person, so I'm never like, that's what you're going to be like now, isn't it? I've done an episode with him in person. because no, I've already seen you. Oh, true. I already knew you. That's true. That's very true. At least she, she's invited me to a house this time around. That, that worked. <laughs> uh, Linda Olsen. Hello, Linda. Former, you know Linda. Everyone yes, knows Linda. I love Linda. Shout out to, to Linda. Uh, actually, she touches on this. We kind of went before. I forgot she asked this question. How does Kelly feel about Troy Zan trying to steal the Purple Thunder this season? <laughs> <laughs> okay, nobody will ever steal my purple True. thunder. That's where Kelly's a game but changer. If they have to, I just assume it be Troy Zan, although I think he deserves much more than that. Well, Kelly Wigglesworth nearly did with the seven episodes in a row without a confessional, yeah. uh-huh. so um, we just need to name you know him what Kelly that is? Zan. That's playing smart, that's playing under the radar. <laughs> my two favorite Kellys, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, now, uh, last one, Jimmy, and another one of our very famous friends uh, who everyone Jimmy, here knows. Jimmy! What? 
I know I'm not going to say his last name because I'd butcher it all the time. Jimmy K. <laughs> uh, I actually already asked you this question because he, he sent this to us when we were in the car. What theme would you like to see on a future season? Jimmy adds he would like to see a US versus Australia season. That would be awesome. I think that would be awesome, especially since you guys now have your Australian version of Survivor. We do, filming right now. Yeah, and um, I don't know why we couldn't collide the two. I, I don't know. And we'd obviously have to have Canada in there, Colin, whenever you guys are yeah. finally going to get your version. Like, I what know. the fuck? I want uh, another type of reality show of w- who has kissed more survivors between Jimmy and Ben now. Because you well, added Monica and Kim and Chelsea. Kiss, well, Jimmy's going to be in Florida, right? All right. Well, there you go. Here's a challenge to all those survivor <laughs> contestants out yeah. there. Kiss Jimmy. Let the party begin. All right. Like, let's be honest, though. If next week I get a kiss on the cheek from Jerry Manthe, I win. I, it doesn't matter who Jimmy kisses, I win, all right? Yeah, Done. you win. You're Drop a god. That's Sorry, it. Kelly. Sorry, everyone <laughs> no, else who Jimmy, has kissed me. Jimmy, don't worry. I got your back. We got Jerry is the, is the doyen. She is it. She is top of the pile. Uh, Colin, you know, Colin, do you have a, any... Again, we did touch on this. Any random ideas for a Survivor season? Seems as if they're just making shit up on the spot now. Yeah, they could go to a location they haven't been to before and run two tribes. <laughs> wow, that's groundbreaking. And then they could call it Survivor Afghanistan. They are. Uh, yeah, oh god. Survivor, Survivor North Korea. Literally oh you have to survive. That's that's the point of it. Just put them out there. Uh, I again, I think next season should be Survivor People who like the color red versus people who like the color blue versus people who like the color <laughs> well, yellow. That's I, a good choice. I remember back during the summer when we first previewed this season, Noah and I joked that this shouldn't have been called Game Changers. It should have been called Second Chances versus Third Chances or the Fourth Chances. <laughs> so we can just keep adding the number on there and just adding tribes each year. Yep. Good call. Good call. I hate that idea. Yeah, do you? <laughs> wow, you're outnumbered for once here, Kelly, I think. Um oh. I think we I think we've covered enough. I think a lot of people are wanting to hear these chats that uh, that I managed to get throughout. Uh, yes, throughout the you day. have some good ones. It was a it was a fun filled few days, but this has been a fun uh, start to this episode. At least recording this in person, you are the very first Survivor contestant I've done one of these in person with. So it's official. It is official. 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 You're going to be doing this for the next like two months. Apparently, apparently so. So, so um, I do. I really do, Kelly. This is. You, you know it's fun getting you on these episodes, but to do thank this, you. I, I, like I don't, I, I'll never be able to shove the microphone in your face literally anymore. So I, like, I put know. It there, put it there. Oh put my there. gosh! Do it. But uh, <laughs> I don't, I'm not saying goodbye to you because I think as soon as we hang up on this, we're going to the beach. So. Yes, <laughs> we have a week together. Apparently, just this party's just getting started. It is. We got we've got vodka Red Bulls to get through, people. Oh. Like yo. Uh, Colin, uh, again, I feel weird thanking you now because weird, weird. Uh, we're, we're equals. We don't need to thank each other. We just talk. Um, but for you, at least, uh, thank you for being here today. Thank you for the other yeah. episodes. And just I've enjoyed your input. This has been good. I just want to say how insulted I am that when you record an episode with Kelly, you go to the beach out in the sun, and you made me watch Die Another Day when we recorded live <laughs> together. In the snow, all right? Like, come on. Look, we could have gone to the beach. Where's the nearest beach to Winnipeg? It was frozen, I think, in November. <laughs> I don't even know what that, like, looks like. Yeah, well, it's cold. It's Canada. Just yeah. think of Canada. What do you think of? Snow and, and Mounties and yeah. beavers and A yeah. and shit. Um, are we just ripping shit into Canada now? or Have you been to Canada? It's all no, and I've actually never thought about what do I think about when I think of Canada. <laughs> well, right now, on the spot, Kelly Shin, what do you think about Canada? I, 
I probably think about Colin. (laughs) There you go, Colin. You're in. Better than die another day on a couch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. California sun. That's what we're doing. Uh, To all our listeners uh, throughout this season of Survivor, thank you so much. Obviously, we've come from a Survivor show into sort of a more open-ended show. And the amount of people, actually, who I've, like, met over these couple of days kept saying to me, I thought Survivor Oz ended. I thought Survivor Oz ended. And it's like, why? Are you happy about that? Um, So... (laughs) We're still here. Uh, but we, of course, as I said, will have uh, a few more bits to come in the coming weeks in terms of uh, reality for diabetes that will be out next week. And we will be back next season to cover hustlers, heroes, hunkers, hankers, whatever the fuck the damn thing's called, uh, with uh, hopefully a whole bunch of other guests lined up. But I appreciate everybody joining in uh, throughout this. Uh, we won't, You won't hear me closing this after you hear all these people right now. But, uh, of course, subscribe to us on iTunes. Try and get us to number nine ahead of the Russell Hance show. Um, life goals. Life goals. Uh, let's be honest. It's Russell Hans. He deserves to be above us. Um, hey, hey, hey! No, oh, no, 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 no! Oh, I am number one. Oh, where's your show? Where's the Kelly Shin show? It's right here. Okay, this is You're the Kelly Shin Oz network. Like, come on. Um, subscribe. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're probably on your fridge. I don't know where else we are. <laughs> but um, leave us ratings, feedback. We always love to hear from you. But right now, we're going to close this out. You're going to hear from Gillian Larson. You're going to hear from Malcolm. You're going to hear from Tony. You're going to hear from Sandra. You're going to hear from Ty. I'm trying to think of who else we've got going on there. Aubrey. Aubrey. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to play it because the Aubrey one was sort of a shout-out to T-Bird. But fuck <laughs> it. If you want to hear a shout-out to T-Bird, I'll put Audrey in there too. There's JTs in here. I think there's a bit from... Varner, I think. I can't even remember who I spoke to and who I'm going to add in here. I'll only include the Game Changers cast, all the, the Kim Spradlins and the Lexes and the Monikers. I'll add separately down the line, probably his videos on our, on our website. But enjoy. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you so much, you guys. This has been so much fun. As always, Mike is right in the right spot. <laughs> high five. Thank Boom. you, Colin. I'll high five you through the screen there. <laughs> done sit back and enjoy these uh, following chats from my time throughout the Survivor Game Changers finale couple of days peace out as we chat a little bit more on this very special I guess finale episode of Survivor on the Oz Network you're hearing from a variety of different people across this episode it's a bumper filled one just filled with interviews galore Separate one here we're just going to quickly do for you. Um, Gillian Larson, Survivor Gabon, frequent guest formerly of Survivor Oz, and I believe this might be the first time on the Oz Network. I'm in a car with her right now. We've been recording videos and audio for The Brink and all the other shows that we do. But I needed to do a quick little segment with you about the finale, about Survivor. First of all, Gillian, welcome to the Oz Network. Thank you very much, Oz Network, and all the listeners out there. Love chatting to anybody that wants to hear what we've got to say. And you've got to hear about this weekend. It was awesome. Ben was here on the right weekend. Well, it isn't a weekend. I always call it a weekend. Well, it may as well be a weekend. I mean, it's, it felt like that. But, yeah, look, everyone's hearing the stories throughout this. And, uh, look, Gillian has been a fantastic help to me across these last couple of days in sort of being my chauffeur between the venues and everything else uh, where I stayed essentially in an Airbnb right next door to Gillian's hotel. Um, it was it was just so convenient and so amazing and going to meet all the contestants, some of whom, of course, you're going to hear from in this episode and everything else in between. I mean, right now at recording this, obviously you're hearing from the wonderful Purple Kelly in this episode. We are in the car on the way to be with Purple Kelly right now. But I just wanted to quickly ask your opinion, Gillian, because obviously you and I were both at the finale. We were in the audience. We got to see it all live. What was your general take of Survivor Game Changers, the season as a whole? Did you enjoy this season? 
I actually did enjoy it. I don't usually like returning players, but I, I like either all returning players or no returning players because there's a lot of talent out there that we can discover when we see a new season of people. Um, but I liked it because um, it, it, was, it was interesting watching everybody play against each other differently because they knew each other. And secondly... The word game changers, because there were some that I thought, gosh, I don't remember that person really being much of a game changer. Might have just gone over my head. But um, I, what, what struck me the most was that this season was showing that Survivor is changing the game in many, many ways. And they did that with a whole bunch of interesting twists. So to me, it was not so much that some of these people were game changers. It was that Survivor is doing a changing of the game of Survivor, which I think everybody will love because sometimes you hear from people, hey, I got tired of watching it. So anybody who got tired of watching it, start watching it because it's going to be a different game in many, many ways. And I think a lot better in the ways that it was maybe fading off a little bit in. Yeah, I, I I think I agree with everything you just said. Then it's it's a good way of looking at it, and um, I mean we've talked at length this season about several of the cast members this season. Are they game changers? Are they not? I think in kind of meeting them across the last couple of days, the only one I really had a conversation with, sort of about that, who was a bit of a questionable one, was Sierra Dawn Thomas, who obviously I'd sort of associated with a little bit in person before, but. Um, yeah, it's definitely turned out to be a, an enjoyable season, I, I feel. Were you satisfied with the win of Sarah? I actually was. I really liked her. And again, having been on Survivor myself, I know editing is huge. They don't script it. They don't tell you what to do or say or anything. But they edit the story that they want us to see. Um, and so I did like that. And I think sometimes maybe Brad got a little bit of a, a, a bum edit in a few ways. Sorry, my phone keeps ringing. Um, because uh, they were showing his aggressive side, which didn't necessarily need to be as shown. And that's why, sorry, I was changing my phone. She's a popular lady, as you can tell. Um, and so I think that it obviously editing, they knew he wasn't possibly going to win because they really don't know until the last minute. But uh, they needed to show that uh, to maybe make Sarah more of a, yay, I'm glad she won. But she deserved it. I thought she played a really good game. I thought she would. And Survivor's so full of twists. Anybody could have won it. Uh, and anybody can win Survivor. It depends on lots of things, what they do, obviously. But then also, so many of the twists. It's like something happens and they were going to be booted next. And uh, they got switched. So they got booted because they didn't know the new tribe. Um, that they got switched into. So, yeah, I, I'm fascinated by Survivor, always was, always will be, and I love being part of the Survivor family. It's an honor and a privilege. Again, completely agree with everything you said there about Sarah. Um, now, just one thing I want to quickly add, because you know you're going to get a plug-in for it anyway, uh, Julian. Uh, um, we've, we've literally, can I just say, as I said, we recorded a segment for The Brink, and we've recorded videos, and you know, you know, Julian, she's going she's gonna to mention what she's going to mention. I'm not even going to say it right now. I'll let her do it. But um, we were at the finale, and uh, of course, you have connections through Survivor, being that you've been on the show, uh, where you are allowed to go on stage post-show and sort of raid the set almost and take a lot of the props that you would have seen during the episode on TV. 
and then bring them back with you to auction off to raise funds for Michelle's Place for Reality Rally, which, again, you will talk about in just a moment. Um, and I had the pleasure of helping you carry some of these. We, we went to back to the hotel lobby post the finale before the pre-part, uh, the after party, and we, I think we worked out we got 17 or 16 of the autographs on this, this great flotation device ring, as well as a, a box that was used on the set, the Tribal Council seat. Um, and you'll auction them off. So it was great that so many of the cast were there. I think we only missed, I think we worked at like Saree, Zeke, um, and uh, Caleb. And yeah, so we, we did a great job in getting all of those. So uh, look, once that's all up, Julian, please send us the links. We'll help promote it for us for you on the Oz Network. But uh, having said all that, you do this every season. It's great that you do this. Uh, this is all in cause of Reality Rally. Get your plug in now and tell us obviously a little bit about you know, rating the set and, and what that's like in terms of getting those props for people to be able to buy down the track? Well, uh, first of all, the thing is that when you are interested in having something, doing something, being part of something, you've got to ask. Nobody can read your mind. It isn't a talent that we have yet or a technology that we have yet, but just ask. And I discovered that they throw away a few things at the end of the, This is the set that is brought from where they are filming the season and then they bring it to LA and they recreate the tribal council set and I had discovered one time um, that they kind of don't keep all of it. a lot of it goes to a charitable org- uh, auction anyway for Jeff's charity stand up to Chan- cancer um, and I thought gosh you know I'm going to just ask and so I did I asked and I ask every year and the set producers are awesome and the only reason that they do it is because it's for charity. And by the way, I don't raid the set because there have been a few times I've been able to get up and go pick and choose. But uh, they just hand me stuff and I have some few people with me that help carry it. Uh, but the whole thing is for charity and we raise money for Michelle's Place, which is the charity that we do Reality Rally for. And Reality Rally was an event, if you don't know about it. Uh, came out of my head while I was in the jungle of Gabon. I realized I was now a public figure. I was connected to the reality star world, which I had no clue was going to happen. And uh, I love the town of Temecula. And uh, Michelle's Place is a breast cancer resource center. They lost their daughter at 26 because she was misdiagnosed with with a breast lump at 19. And they opened the center 16 years ago, and they provide free services and resources for people in need. And that so touched me that I could have been that young, adventuresome young woman at 26 and died of something, and I wasn't. And now I'm 70, and I'm able to do something with my survivor platform. So please check out realityrally.com. It is a three-day weekend. We have awesome events. We've got a lip sync. We've got an amazing race kind of game. We've got a celebrity reception and a red carpet uh, event at one of the at Wilson Creek, one of the wineries. Um, we have a celebrity chef showcase with uh, chefs from Chopped and Hell's Kitchen and MasterChef, depending on who it is. And I'll quickly say that we do bring about 100 reality stars from about 40 different TV shows, but they have to actually raise a minimum of $500 to attend. Otherwise, they can't come because it's a charity event. It's not just a huge, big, amazing, awesome party. Um, So check out realityrally.com. It is next year again. We are going into our eighth year of production. And boy, believe me, it's a production. Um, And it will be May 3rd, 4th, and 5th 
of May in 2018. So please check it out. The more web hits we get, the more social media likes we get, etc. So like realityrally.com, follow us on Instagram and uh, Twitter and everything else that we possibly can do. We also use uh, Facebook Live and we use uh, Snapchat and we use Instagram and everything that's out there. So check it out, realityrally.com. And Ben, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity um, for being able to give a plug for what we do. You're always welcome. And uh, any long-term listeners of this show who were with us when we were Survivor Oz would obviously uh, be very familiar with it. And, uh, of course, the episodes I did when I was lucky enough to attend Reality Rally last year here in California. So for sure, um, that is... Please check it out, realityrally.com, as Gillian just said. And again, thank you, Gillian. This is a, a very bumper episode as we're doing. You're hearing lots of people, lots of recaps, lots of everything else in between on the Oz Network. But uh, once again, Gillian, thank you. Thank you, Ben. And thank you, listeners. Check it all out. Um, and thanks for being followers of the Oz Network. We have the wonderful Aubrey. That T-Bird loves you. I love you, T-Bird. You're always the nicest on Twitter. You spread the love and not the hate. Have you ever ever talked to her, like, as in, like, called her? No, I think we need to hook it up. If it wasn't 3 o'clock in the morning for her right now, I would totally give her a call. But, uh, T-Bird, this is for you. You told me to get Aubrey for you. I have done this, and the mutual love is shared. So, Aubrey, can I just say, from Australia, Survivor Oz, you're awesome. Well done on two seasons. And we hope to see you back real soon. Thank you. We are in the lobby here at Universal Hilton and we have found the one, the only, Ty from Survivor, season 33 and 34? 32. No, 32 and 34. This is what I do with the most recent seasons. I seem to forget, you know, podcast for a year, you forget the seasons. Ty, how are you? How are you feeling? I'm great. I'm great. Having fun. My God, it's like, season seems to really slow, but suddenly it's really fast at the same time. My God, it's great. I that- can't believe it's going to be gone be over tomorrow. Now, of course, you can't tell us what's going to happen tomorrow. No. Please don't. We don't want to know. But, I mean... My mom doesn't know. My mom fly all the way to from San Francisco. She doesn't know Wow. I'm in the final. So, you're one of the ones that, like, really keeps a secret. Like, you yeah, will not course. even, like, you know, a that's little a, whisper. Yeah, that's a fun part. You yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep a secret. CBS going to Yeah, well... Sue yeah. me for $10 yeah. million. Dollars. Yeah, CBS? But, but, yeah, yeah. Secret, secret. Yeah. But congratulations. Two seasons in a row, obviously, you've made it to the end. And I think it's. I think we were working this out in the show last week that there's only a, a few people who have made it to the end, like the finale, only on back-to-back one. So that's a great record. Did you think that you could have made it to the end on this season the way you have made it to the end? No, I mean, like, look at all the legends. My God, like when we, I was asked to be on Game Ch- uh, on this season, All Star, I said, really? Am mm-hmm. I All Star? So it was such a surprise, and uh, even before last season was ended. So. Um, no, no, I just gonna say this is a big season. I'm so scared to be in in it. I'm just gonna have fun and just like I'm gonna hang with all the big boy and see what happens. Who, but who, I was so surprised. Who was the, the one person that you were most excited to meet when you saw everybody playing with you out there? Like was it someone like Sandra Tony or was it somebody else that you were really excited oh, to Oh, you know, to see? I would really like Ozzy. Yeah, Ozzy, all right. Sui, you know, this are like legend, yeah. Yep, yep. Like, uh, Tony and Sandra kind of scare me. Scare you, you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yep. like that's, a, that's a villain. I want to hang out with the hero. One so. thing, too, one thing, too, which is amazing that you, I think, now hold the record for second most idols ever found in Survivor behind only Russell really? Hands. Oh, my God. Did you, really? did you not know that? that no, is, that I did not know that. So you need to, okay, you need to play one of these darn idols already, Ty. Then go and find another one, and then I think you will tie Russell Hans in 
turns into the most idols ever found right. in Survivor. It might happen tonight. You <laughs> never, <laughs> never know. And uh, the obvious question, which you've probably been asked about 7,000 times, would you play for a third time? Not anytime soon, because it can take a toll on me. Take a little bit of a break. Plus, I have a real job. I have a garner. The tree needs to be worked on. No, not anytime soon. Well, when you win this million dollars tomorrow night, Ty, when you win this million dollars, then you won't need to work. Come on, come on. Are you kidding me? In San Francisco? My God, even if you win a million dollars, you still have to work Come to Australia. Come to Australia. We'll hook you up. My God, that's my dream, to come to Australia. I would love to go there sometime. Formally invite you on behalf of my country. I don't think I have that power but I'm, I'm doing it anyway so um, you know Malcolm Turnbull our Prime Minister I've just invited him to Australia see Australia I'm, 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 I'm following your podcast and I'm getting your, <laughs> your number yes. and uh, when I go I'll, I'll definitely definitely sometime near the future absolutely but, yeah. and we will get you on for a full interview after this season's done you've relaxed a little bit you know, get, I know. calm down from the survival yeah, world after and, my big vacation on yeah. a million dollar vacation exactly <laughs> he's got to spend his million dollars people uh, Ty thank you for joining us oh. and uh, we will chat more to you at some point in the future. Yeah, sure. Thank you very much. Thanks for, I mean, thanks for Australia for being such a fan. I hope you guys, you have your own survivor. We That's do. amazing. Yes. I can't wait to see it. It's very jungly. It is, isn't it? It's like we've just made a way to Survivor. Uh, speaking of Survivor, it's Troy Zan Robinson from Survivor One World and current season Survivor Game Changers. Thank you for joining us here. No, no worries there, mate. We get to do this in person. This is how I don't even know how many times I've had you on the show. I've lost count. Five, Ugh. six, yeah. I don't know, who knows? So you're part of the you're furniture. Like, well, yeah, it's like I feel like I'm from Tasmania. Yeah, you are. But uh, first of all, congratulations on making it to the final episode. Thank you very um, much. I'm just going to say this to everybody who makes it to the final episode because we don't know the result. Congratulations on winning. Uh, <laughs> fantastic result. I'll oh, get I'm it. so rich. Well, you are. Why are you in this hotel? Shouldn't you be like in a, in a big the one? Trump Tower? I, I'm just going to say it to everyone in the final six because I'll get it right for one of them. So, uh, but seriously, um, for you, I, I know a lot portion of when we would have you on the show we would always say when are you coming back you know because you were always so close you know second chances what was it like when you finally got that call to be like okay this is a hundred percent legit now you are going back to play a second time I got the fourth call (laughs) (laughs) and it was like part of me was like oh here we're gonna get a dangle the carrot in front of my face again and they did kind of say like listen we want you back but there is kind of a, a catch that you're really one of the first guys on the producers list right. so when they said you're like the first guy that you know are one of the first guys I'm like okay I have a really pretty good chance maybe I'll just keep, keep the fingers crossed but you don't you know you still got to go through the process of finals yeah. and go through that whole thing it's like so part of me was like just please you know like <laughs> this has got to be the season and then when I kind of found out like what it was going to be yeah I'm like of all the the, the three times before the fans versus favorites blood versus water and second chances mm-hmm. this is the one I would have played it, hands down you would take it you'll yeah take just because I saw the caliber of players I'm yeah. like well, it's, you, know, it's, you know, Tony's playing, I'm like, Sandra. Well, we've discussed that so much on the show this season, just that terminology, game changers. Right. And we've tried to find arguments for each people. And, and, like, I mean, look, I legitimately would find an easy argument for you just with how you play to One World. You know, there are some I might struggle with, but we won't get into that right now. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's obviously an honour in itself to kind of have it, that it title. Is. I, I, I mean, I honestly was thrown off by the name game changers because, you know, I only feel like there's, like, maybe five or six true game people that changed mm-hmm. the game of survival mm-hmm. so and I think if that what they maybe should have said is like this is survivor the game has changed ah, because then clever. it would make sense and that's really kind of what happened the game yep. out there did change a lot the amount of advantages that were thrown at us the, the idols and how we were t- and 
the, the, the flips and just the, the amount of things that were happening. We were like, we didn't know what was going to happen from day to day. Yeah. So I feel like it was the, the game changed. You know, are we all game changers? I don't think we changed the game, but we are. We had. We were willing to, to do change it, yeah. the way our game was being played. I was willing to go listen. You can't beat me. This is my island. Take it on, you know, and, I, and, be, I be, and basically right intimidating like that. So it's one of those, like, you know, I was willing to do that. Took a chance. That's rolling the dice because you got to win out. But hey, it was my only chance. So you know, that's probably why I got picked. This is just as I said, out of body. I get to see this in person. I get to hear him <laughs> say, "This is my island." Like you know, this is like yeah. if you're a Michael Jackson fan and this you're sitting next to him. This is my video. Yeah, my. <laughs> I want you to close it off. I like that actually. Um, but I mean, I guess to make it this far as well in the game. I mean, again, all jokes aside, we're, we're a day away from the final episode. Right. You're in the final six, right? And that's obviously the goal is to make it as far as you can. But yeah. as I kind of heard you talking a little bit before, you've got to get to day 39 before right. it's really achieving. Um, I mean. I know you can't really give us away the result, I don't want you to, but okay. can I just at least ask you, were you satisfied at the end of the day with your performance on Survivor Game Changers? When it was all said and done, mm -hmm. and I should say like kind of the, my last thoughts about Survivor and the last probably words that I spoke to myself, and it, it was kind of like, yeah, I'm like, okay. you know what? This is really who I am as a person. It's like I'm really was true to myself. Mm -hmm. and. You know, maybe that's good to a fault, maybe it's not, but you know, it's like I felt like I was true to who you guys, you know, what you saw is what you, what you got. Well, that's what we want. Yeah, and, so. the, and the sad thing is, right, we have hardly seen you as well. Can I just say that that is a sad thing that your edit has been shit? Yeah, it's, been, you know, it's like one of those things where you, you know, you can only play and then it's up to, you know. Yeah the powers that be, the, the way they edit they want to, you know, mm -hmm. it's like 45 minutes or maybe less every week of, yep. of, a, of a ton of footage. They got a, you know, there's a lot of returners that have, you know, true. big names, and it's like, you know, who knows, maybe maybe it's the third time thing for me. It's like, <laughs> well, look, you know, it took you this long to get on a second time that hopefully the third time won't be this, yeah. you know, much I mean, waiting. The amount of people that, that really want to play just their first time mm -hmm. is huge. To play a second time, if you would have told me, you know, when I first started watching this 17 years ago, that you mm -hmm. know, okay, Troy's in, you're going to play two Twice. times, yeah. and then you're going to play like on a, Kind of an all-star game changing you season. Take it. Like you're crazy. Yeah, so I'll take that any day. Wow. Even if I would have just made it to day one and said, "Okay, yep. I'm good. I'm, I'm, at least I played." See ya. <laughs> yeah. Until you're on that beach and yeah, you believe. You know, I'm actually here this time. Yeah, Twenty years from now, I'll be like, "Oh my god, I played that crazy game Survivor twice." Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The grandkids, you're like, let me let me yeah. tell Granddad Troy's down a story here, guys. Like this is it. Uh, I'm so glad that we could do this in person. I am yeah. so looking forward to seeing how it all goes. Fingers and toes crossed. I've been a huge advocate for you this entire season. Every oh, time thanks. we've had somebody on the show, I'm like, I'm a huge Troy Zan fan. This guy's a good guy. This thing. Thank you. I, at least one person thinks so. But we will get you back on the show for a full interview at some okay. point. Um, once we know that you've won the show, okay. and we'll talk to the next winner of Survivor okay. Troy. Thank cool. you. Thanks, man. Well, we've come all this way to Los Angeles and we've met royalty. It is the one, the only, the queen of Survivor, Sandra Diaz-Twine, two-time winner and should have won this season, but we won't get into that. Uh, how are you? I'm fine. I'm excited to be here. Hold on. Where should I be looking? You look, I think the eyes? dot. Look in the dot there. Oh, See? Okay. There you okay. go. I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm having a good time. A lot of the LA survivors have come out because they know we were going to be here. So we're having a really, really good time catching up. Everybody's happy. It is crazy the amount of people that are here. Like, I mean, this is my first finale I've been to. but Well, and I only came down to the lobby because we don't fit in my room anymore. <laughs> I don't know why, but the queen, the queen creates you don't chaos. Have a, you don't have a big enough phone up there. Why don't you have, like, the royal suite or whatever it is? No. So? 
I don't. My room isn't big enough, and then Figgy's in my room, and, uh, and Rhino's in my room, and uh, yeah, it's a bunch of us up Well, there's there. a Pearl Island reunion going on there, because isn't Krista coming here as well? Krista should be here yep. in the next 10 minutes. Um, Bob Dog just showed up. Is Rupert coming, um, Sandra? Do you, do you invite no. Rupert? <laughs> well, I don't think Rupert's over here anymore. I, I don't know. So, I just always yeah. like to get your thoughts. I love your expressions when you hear the word Rupert. Uh, we're going to be hanging out. I actually out. love and care for Rupert. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Uh, we're going to be hanging out next week at Reality for Diabetes again as well. So we're not going to do a whole right, long one here. That's right, your trip is long. And, and you, you're going you're gonna to buy me a beer. You said you're going to buy me okay, a drink. Okay, I owe you a drink. Tonight or when? Whenever. You can do it tonight and then I can buy go. you one next week. Or like, I'll buy you a drink tonight. I'm not going to say no to that invitation, is it? All right, then let's uh, do it. Let's do it. We're going to chat more <laughs> next week. And uh, great game this season. I don't know what else to say because we'll continue it in about seven days when we're in Cincinnati. Sandra Diaz, Twine, The Queen, you are awesome. Just after 10 o'clock. Chilling. Is it 10 o'clock? Whoa. Five past 10. Yeah, and it's just beginning. Is it ever? Wow. We are we are at the University of Hilton still. We've been here all day. But uh, we don't know what we're doing in terms of whether we're staying here. Or oh, hang on. Know what we're doing. Mike Holloway has spoken. Yeah. We're going to the standard. I was going to do a walk around here to see like the amount of people that are here. I just walk around. So in terms of the the contestants, we've got Tyson's right there. Andrea's about to walk past me. She's going to say hello to me in the video. How are you, Andrea? I'm good. That's good. I'm just doing a random video trying to show everybody how many people are here. Nice. I like incredible. It. I like Enjoy it. the rest of your night. Now we're going to walk around here further and see who else we can maybe catch because I'm also interrupting people's dinners and I don't necessarily want to do that and there's uh, people eating there, there's people doing that there. So we've got Dan Liu is right there, if you can see him there from Survivor Amazon. A lot of the people who were here have just left of course as soon as I start talking. We've got Bob Dog and Bruce from Survivor Panama right there. I want to say hello to us here. We've got Bob Dog and Bruce. Say hello to Australia. We're on video, no, it's not photo. You can say hello. So, yeah, you've already talked to Bruce. Say hi to Bob Dog. It's a new website, it's not ours. It's the Oz Network. Oz Network. What's with France? Why are we French tonight? We like. We are all France. We are all France? We are all France. Every time someone gets bombed, I buy their jacket. Right. So why aren't you in the England one? Okay, it, it's on order. It's oh, okay. Right. Okay. See you in the next one. Good way to support. In Manchester United. I hope. I hope I never see you wearing an Australian one. I gotta get down under though. I got. Oh. I heard. Uh, I heard it's a good place to be. It is. I mean, apparently I've left the place enough, but I still it's a great place. You Your need Earl, to go drink it with Cable. Earl Cole has uh, his Purse Kids Foundation charity event there every uh, He was just there like he was just there, yeah. yeah. He's got another one here in California. Like, I was in, in Sydney. September, so. I was in Sydney when he was there but we just couldn't work it out to kinda of meet up and I was devastated. I love Earl. Yep. Earl's amazing. Oh, I was about done. I was trying to get him out here but he's not here. Alright, well Bob, thank you for chatting. We're gonna we're gonna do the room here. Yes you too mate. Who's going? Tyson to say hello to the video. Say hello. Hello video I'm just filming everybody walking around the room apparently That's so right. lifeaholic baby Go to the, is it liveaholics.com or? Liveaholic. Uh, okay, right, okay. Just, it will be eventually. Remember yeah. that name. Remember Live Twitter. Twitter. Facebook. Facebook. Instagram. Instagram. Be my friend. 
Tyson, and he ye he yells at you all the time, capitals, <laughs> like seriously. It's well, like, I am having a great day. Um, and then he'll comment on your thing like, hope you're doing well, Ben. And it's like, yeah. That's right, because nobody listens to me. It's going to yell. Yeah. I know the feeling. No one listens to me either. <laughs> That's why I have to fly over here and pretend I have friends. That's so, right. Thank you for joining us on the show. Right, Rhino, Whoa! say hello to Australia. Rhino, pray for a Survivor hey, Pellas. I want to do Australian Survivor. Do it. Right now, yeah, you're no, invited. No, no, I, I know. <laughs> you need to tell somebody I'm ready to do it. Well, they're filming it right now. You might be able to catch no, it if you quickly no. fly over. Third season. Third, Third season. season. All right, so... The so, all-star season. So should you be allowed to do it? Because I'm not allowed to do the American version, yes, so should absolutely. we block you guys? Okay. And, and I'll tell you why. Okay. I have relatives in Australia. More people in Australia than in the States. Whereabouts Why Australia? Perth. So the reality is, this is what happened. What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? Irish folk, my my Irish folk were they were thieves. So when they went to Ellis Island, they got booted and sent to Australia. Not many people know that. Right. Well, some people do, but the Irish are bad people. But Dr. Rhino. Hey, but they built knowledge. But they built America. They built America. The Irish folks built America. And the convicts built Australia. And the convicts, which were Irish. That's where there it is. There it is. The history of the world. We're Part learning it. We're learning it. Figured everything out. We are. Thank you, Rhino. We'll look right. forward to seeing you on a, on Australian right. Survivor. I'll see you guys. You will. All right. Who else have we got here that we can uh, chat to? Haley's kind of there. I don't know if we want to interrupt her. I feel kind of bad. We got people talking there. Neil and Max. Others. I don't know really who else we can find, but. This is kind of the extent of it anyway, if you can kind of just see. This is literally emptied out in the space of five minutes. This was full before, and then when you saw Mike yelling a second ago, it emptied out. So Mike is kind of like the default leader of Survivor apparently, and then they just all go away. So I think we are now going elsewhere, and we will continue this there. And we will see who else we can possibly find to chat to. Actually, hang on. Got to get this man. We're going to be doing a separate one with him later on. We're here in Cincinnati. It is the main survivor legend. The thing we don't even call you Big Mike anymore, do you? You're, you're no, skinny, uh, skinny Mike. Magic Mike, little Mike, Magic Mike, or just Mike. Mike Albright, the biggest fan. How many? Okay, how many have you not met? Uh, thirty. There's thirty casts I haven't met. Four hundred sixty-eight I have met. You don't count, clearly. Uh, so who is the one that you feel you will meet next? Is there any that you've kind of got a bit of a you know, probably Keith Famey from Australia, or possibly Linda Spencer from Africa. Nice. I've got some good stuff working out for them. Okay, and who's the one you think you'll never meet? Colleen or uh, BB Anderson? Can't meet him. True. Rest in peace, BB. Go to his grave and count it as half, though. Yes. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. We will. We will catch up later on. We are just venting around, and I don't know if I'm going to be rude and shove that in your face. What is your name? Uh, my name's Neil. Neil, Neil. Tracy. Now, Neil, you have been here all day getting autographs. How many have you gotten today? 17 out of 20. Doing well. Doing well. Jeff, am I going to be rude if I spin this around and talk to you guys? Hi. This is Jeff Varner. How you are know you? You know him from Survivor, the Australian Outback, oh, from Second Chances. 
and also from Survivor Game Changers. Yes. I just wanted you to say hello. I'm doing a hello. little wrap around. I'm going to try and grab you at some point. We'll do a separate little chat. Okay, you will. You are a legend. You are amazing. Yeah. I'm glad you are the very first Australian Outback contestant I've ever met in person. How was that oh, a thing? Really? Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm about to meet next week at Reality for Diabetes. I'm hanging out with Jerry, okay. with Mitchell and Roger. Okay. So I beat them to the bones. You did. You were number one. Good. We will, chat, we will chat a little bit more. I don't want to drag you away from everything as much as I already have. And I'm going to see if Lex will want to say hello to me quickly on this video. To be completely, completely rude. You can see Lex has all the fans going around here right now. No, I think we're not going to be able to grab him. JT's right there. Survivor, Token Teens, winner, Heroes vs. Villains contestant. I wasn't filming you eating your dinner. <laughs> just, just to let you know. <laughs> well, I'm trading on people. I'm going to, I'm not, just you go. I'm not blocking people. There's Christina Correa. Say hello. How you doing, Christina? Hello, how are you? I'm good. I'm fine. You having a good night? I'm having a great night. That's good. That's great. Are you having fun? I'm having the time of my life. There's, I mean, there's so many people here. I'm trying to catch everybody and just be like, say hello. But uh, there's... we're getting them all. Every season here, it seems like, except for like the very beginning ones. But it's all good. Well, we've got you know at least Jeff covering Australian Outback, and then we've got Lex with you know Africa. So they're sort of getting there. But, uh... so everyone's gonna be out there at the party, so it'll be good. We're going. We're gonna be going to that party. You will. I think we, we definitely need to find our way to the other party. I don't think we're going to get Lex. We might be able to get Joe. I don't know. You can get Joe Anglum. He's going to sneak through here, perhaps. Joe, say hello to Australia as you walk past. What's up, Australia? Hey, that, is that your best accent? Australian, the Australians is a little bit like it's deeper. That's actually good. That's right. That right? Yeah, like, no, it's the way you said draw, that. Little yeah. more draw on your prawns. Yeah, your prawns, prawns not, yeah. Shrimp. not shrimp. No shrimp. No shrimp. Fuck shrimp. Yeah. Yeah. Prawns. Yeah. 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 Don't throw a fucking shrimp at the like, yeah. 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 I've never been to Australia, but I would love to come. We inviting you. Formally inviting Joe to Australia. All right. Well, I appreciate it. I'm there. I'm there. What part? What's the best part of Australia? Look, I'm from Tasmania. So you're like South South Tasmania. Island under the south. Yep, yep, right yeah, down yeah. the line. That's beautiful though. Like it is. Southern, it's a little chillier, a little colder though. Uh, Australian cold, yes, not American cold. You'd still think it's a bit balmy. But, uh, and this is Trish, this is beautiful Trish. Yeah, We've already spoken to Trish. Got Trish. Got Trish. Why can we ever she not is. get Trish? Beautiful soul. Look, look at her. Look at these two. Future Alliance. Thank you, Joe. You are a legend, mate. You have a good night. I'll catch up soon. I will do. Cheers, y'all. See you later. All right. What else have we got going on here? You can say hello to the video if you want, mate. I'm just like, doing <laughs> That was a very close picture of myself. I'm going to see if Lex can say hello. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Wait till Mike. I'm going to interrupt Mike. How you doing? I want to get Lex to say hello to Australia. Ben, What's Lex up? Vandenberg, the man right here. I think this is the man right here. You traveled a long way to get here to it's see a, a dumbass like me. Well, I had no idea you were gonna be here, so that's just a bonus. Bonus, bonus. <laughs> What's going on? How's what? Uh, life is great. My head is spinning right now because yep. of all of this. I haven't done one of these things in. Well, it was crazy when you walked in. It was like it's Lex, it's Lex, it's Lex, and everybody was like zoom. And I thought no one would give a shit. Well, we it's wrong. Shit. It's been you 16 years since Africa. Well, then why have you not been out there for a third time to play again, Lex? You know what, what is I, going on? You got. I, I gotta leave it. There's so many people that still want to do it. Leave it for the new kids. I've done it, and I gotta. You, 
got to let got to let the new kids do it. But you've also got to let the legends play again, and you've got to play for a third. Look at this. Everyone's agreeing <laughs> around me here. Come on now. Sweet. Look, let's okay. see. If they decide to have a true old school survivor, then maybe. Yes. You know, no idols, no. No, 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 just Back 16 or 18 people. Yeah. Reward challenge, mm-hmm. immunity challenge, and bones to bones. It's just I'm down. And that's it. I like it. That's all you need, right? Yeah, I agree. I need you. To, I need a, you do one thing for me. I'm yeah. staying with T Bird in about two weeks. Oh, I love T Bird. I texted her a photo, that photo you and I took before, and straight away she just sent a picture. I love him. Love her. Love her. Love her. Please say something to T Bird for me. T-Bird, I love you. You know how much I love you. And I miss you and I wish you were here. Come on, T-Bird, why aren't you here? I have to fly to you. You should be flying here as well. Yeah, all of us, we'd be having such fun right here, right? Look, look at his face. Look how sad he is. That you're love you. <laughs> Thank you, Lex. It's a pleasure, mate. So good Always to meet you. Always a pleasure, yeah. And we're going to get you back on the show at some point and we're going to yes. chat. You call me, we'll do it. Done. I'm in. I will do. Awesome. Thanks, mate. We're going to... Hover around here and see what else we can grab. You, you go do your thing. Don't let me get in the way. I don't know what else we're going to do here. I'm just literally just shoving this in people's faces. Jeff bombing in the background. <laughs> I'm going to see if Sierra might have a bit of a chat. Can I see if Laura will have a chat? I'm just really quickly filming a thing for Australia. Laura Moret, how are you, Laura? I'm good, how are you? I'm, I'm in cloud nine, I'm meeting everybody I'm right like, now. Hi, everybody in Australia. Have you ever been to Australia? No, but you know what, I want to come to Australia Please do. soon. I'm soon. inviting everybody. Like, I apparently can speak for the government to officially invite you to Australia. So, Perfect. please, on behalf of our country, visit, bring Sierra, bring everyone, and we'll have awesome. a fun old time. All right, we'll see you soon. Perfect. Thank you, Bye. Laura. Enjoy the rest of your night. Alrighty, who else can we grab here? I don't know if we can grab JT. I don't know. It's kind of in the middle of a conversation. I've missed out on Sierra. I want to see if I can try and get JT. But again, I don't want to be rude. I kind of feel like I am being incredibly... I, you know, you know what's funny is when I get home and watch these and made it all this together, I realise how many people are photobombing me in the background. I like your accent. Thank you. Thank you very much. I like yours too. I don't have one. I knew you were going to say that. That's what everybody in America says when they say I say it back to them. They're like, I don't have one. I'm like, I don't think I have one either. But can you say good day, mate, to Australia? Then? Give him Australia. Good day, mate. Not bad. Can you, can you do it? That's a lot of pressure. I don't want to like insult any Australians. Hey, we've been, you know, insulted worse before. So, Outback Steakhouse. Oh, well, that's good. Good day. Good job. I'll take it. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I'm gonna see if I can get. Uh, 32. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna try and grab JT on video here quickly. I'm just, I'm just being the roving. Yeah, do that. Yeah. It seems to work. If I don't ask and just shove it in their face, they talk to me. How are you? We're, we're, we're getting few jumps, but it's fine. It's so shaking. are you catching them as well? or just? I'm kind of doing both. Oh, yeah. And people just seem to walk up to me. You don't have the flip thing that you can... I could, but I'm I'm fancy. I'm going to see... Actually, I wonder if Sierra will talk to me while I'm waiting for Jesse. No, Sierra's right there. I'm just going to see... You... Oh, no. You, you do that. All right. This is all on the fly, people. This is almost live. It's not really... I'm gonna. Can I jump in here? 
JT, I'm filming right now yep. really quickly. I want you to say hello to Australia if that's okay. Alright, who is it? Uh, just everyone in Australia, the whole country. Oh, hello to Australia. Hello Australia. How you doing mate? Good. I just wanted to have a chat with you. Of course, uh, I got your photo with you before. Thank you for that. But I wanted to say, we talk a lot about your time on the show. Yeah. We talk up how amazing your win was in season 18. Then when we talk about Heroes Villains and we talk about this season, you order your drink. Order your drink first. Don't let me interrupt. There you go. Alright. So, on Heroes vs. Villains, we say, obviously, with your move, people often talk it down. Yeah. It was this close to being one of the most genius moves in the history of Survivor. And I would say a similar thing on this season. Yeah, but, but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> Is that frustrating, though, to think that it had it worked, how amazing that would have gone down? Of course, it's, it's not as fun now as it would have been if it worked, <laughs> but... Same respect, like this season, my days were numbered. Yeah. And you're, you're facing the option, you sit around and wait for your time to go. Yeah. Or, you know what? Go out swinging. Yeah. I, I try to make a move where I can sit here and pout about it. Yeah. Know? So you got to do what you got to do. Did and, you? And really, Culpepper, there was no reason why it wouldn't work. Yeah. Just lack of, of uh, communication. I mean, we didn't have time to sit down and talk. Well, that's you the know, thing. You've got to go for the move, yeah, and, and, it, and it's similar, I guess, with you know the the Russell Idol thing in Heroes vs. Villains. Yeah, I mean, sure. you don't know what the deal is. You didn't know yeah, about no, Russell. No, and no. look, JT, we're going to have to get you on the show one time to talk about this in length because, like, that's there right. is so much. But from the bottom of my heart, in terms of what we've talked about in the show, we've respected your win so highly on on Token Teams, and I really feel it's an it's a win that doesn't get the credit it deserves. When people talk about the all-time great wins. You dominated that season. Perfect game, fan favourite. So I just needed to, to let you at least know that. So I that. not a problem. Would you play for a fourth time? I'd play any day. Any day. I'm always ready, yeah. Jeff, I'm doing your job for you. That's Mark right. Burnett, CBS, I'm recruiting all these people for you. So JT's ready to play, mate. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. We'll get you, you on the show, we'll do yep. a full interview, and I appreciate your time. Yep, no Thank you so much. Alright. We are still scooching. Now I think I lost Sierra in the Yes, I did. Oh no, it's taking a photo. Let's go find Jillian here just for the moment. Jillian, what's up? I got JT, that's good. I don't think, I think everybody else we needed to get it gone. I think we're going out to the standard and we'll just do this, in a loop around. Okay. Because everybody seems to talk to me when I've already got it recording rather than just asking them. <laughs> and look, I've gone for 17 damn minutes. Ooh, there you go. And the amount of people that I've got on the camera there is you go. Uh, pretty incredible. There so, you go. So it's been a good hang day at the hotel. It's been incredible. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. And let's be honest, I got I got to meet so many more people than I thought I would. There I got go. a, I got a selfie with Monica Culpepper. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and she well and and she remembered me. Very cool. That's kind of so cool. You're a famous person now. No, but yes, I'll. You are. <laughs> yes, you are. Everybody says, "Oh, Ben." Some ben of them do. Some of them do. Yeah. Some of them do. Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's go elsewhere. Yeah, let's do stuff, and we'll find more people. Here we go. Wait, I gotta make sure my hair. Your hair looks beautiful. Oh right. my gosh, I gotta make sure. I'm so excited. Uh, now, right now, now that it's not Survivor, <laughs> I can worry about things like my you hair. You can. She can. Ladies you and gentlemen, are Monica my, Culpepper. You were my favorite interviewer of all time because you were one of the very few interviewers mm -hmm. that get me 
and get Brad. Well, can I just say that throughout this entire season, I said this to Brad yesterday, that we have been, well I have been, let's just be honest, so positive for Brad because I was so excited that he was back on this cast. When he was on Second Chances a few years ago, I voted every time, was sad he didn't get on. And I am Team Culpepper. People saw I posted a picture with you yesterday and they were like, oh my God, Ben, you must have been so happy because I said, if, if I see Brad, I'm going to fly, hi Brad, love you, where's Monica? Oh my gosh, well you're my absolute favourite and I'm just so happy. The first time he played, I think he got kind of a raw deal because just people that didn't meet him, when you ever, whenever they play Redemption Island, it's unfortunate because your dirty laundry is hanging yeah. out there the next day and they have a voice. Yeah. Any other season of Survivor, you get voted off, you walk down the jetway, and you don't get to have to listen to all their anger and frustration. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, I'm just so happy that America's been able to see the real Brad. We've been married 25 years this week. And obviously, I wouldn't have married a slouch. <laughs> Well, this and is I, the thing, and that I wouldn't have married a brat, and I wouldn't have married somebody that I didn't think was the neatest person on earth. So to me, it's kind of awesome. Well, so happen. many people this year have just been talking so great about how amazing he's been playing. It's just been so good to see that. And I, I never forget one of the interviews that we did do, and I asked you, would you come up for a third time? You said, no, my time's done. I want yep. Brad to go back out and have that chance. And exactly, he's at the end. How, I mean, look, I don't want you to tell me if you know how it goes. Like we're going to see that tonight. But okay. are you confident he can at least get to the end like you did? And are you confident he can go that one? I am very confident in everything Brad does, whether Good. it's navigating traffic to get here from the airport or playing Survivor. So Fantastic. stay tuned. I can assure you this. Is he going to win? Is he not? I don't know. Is he going to get to the end? Is he not? I don't know. But it's sure going to be fun to watch. And I just want to point out to the other week when you were on as a family, the family visit, I, I just lost my shit. I'm like, Aww. Monica's back. Um, we're going to have to get you and Brad on again okay. uh, to talk about it after this season for sure for a, a full interview because we know we love having you guys. And now that you're just giving me the biggest ego boost I've ever oh. had that you've said that I was your favorite interview, I'm just going to float on that for the well, rest of the day. Well, 100%. Thank you. We will you. definitely do an interview. And the craziest part about coming back for that mm -hmm. was they won this reward we get there and there are about 50 hot dogs <laughs> 80 hamburgers chicken breasts all this different food and none of it was cooked so I said uh, okay does anybody here know how to grill <laughs> and of course everybody said no 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 I'm gonna spend the day with my loved ones so it was typical survivor style <laughs> that I would come back and cook for everyone at the loved ones and man the grill by the end of three hours on that hot grill and hot Fiji Sun I look like I've been out there <laughs> so uh, it was typical cold pepper style just yep. us man in the grill and, and lots of good friends and as long as I enjoyed the food at the end of the day though they did fantastic and, uh, oddly enough we were as hungry as them the flight <laughs> to get over there for loved ones we got there and they lost all of our luggage uh. so uh, we got up and we had breakfast in Fiji raced out on a two-hour boat ride to get out there for the loved ones yep. and by the time lunchtime rolled around we were equally as starving wow. so uh, we tried to feed them all first and took care of ourselves <laughs> look at you you're still out there caring for it and you're not even on the show so exactly. that's fantastic Monica it's been such a pleasure thank you so much and go Brad and I look forward to getting you guys back on the show in the future as well can't thank wait you. Thanks. <laughs> We're making our way around the room. We've found Debbie. She just needs one name. She's like Madonna. You know who she is. Come on. You're too much. How, how are you, Debbie? I'm good. You're good? Yeah. That's good. Uh, great season. Well done. Uh, yes, thank you. How did you feel at least about your second time around? You know, it was tougher in a, in a lot of ways. The um, emotional drain was tremendous. Yeah. And, because of tribal, you know, I'll, let me just go back to, to Barner and Zeke. Yep. It's still raw, but um, a lot more cutthroat, bloodthirsty, um, 
but still fun. One thing I'd like to know about that night. Now, I, I know kind of after tribal council, you get sequestered, you get in the van, you're not allowed to say anything, you go back to camp. What is that mood like in that that trip back to camp? Obviously, you're not allowed to say anything after that tribal council. It's so emotional. I mean, I can't imagine just what you're all thinking in that ride back to camp that night. You know, I, I actually don't even remember, to be honest with you. I think it was one of those times where there's really nothing to say yeah. that we didn't say there. Yeah. Except, hug and Zeke, we're here for you, and, you know, we're always going to be here for you. Yeah. So, yeah. reach out to us. Screw the game. We love you, and we love you for you. And then, I guess, post-game as well, sort of at these events like that. Uh, obviously, catching up with him, catching up with Varna. I mean, it's all all fine now I'm guessing with everything that's kind of happened or is there still some things going on there or I think there's still tension between the two of them it's safe yep. to say yep. I am friends with Zeke I am friends with Varner I'm yep. always going to be yep. but I don't believe that um, Varner should be crucified for the rest of his life I for one am not going to do it sure. I've made mistakes you've made mistakes yes. so I'm over it and um, you know Varner's my friend we're here with him right now. And on, a, and on a lighter note, this wasn't meant to be an interview about all serious stuff, but third time around, are we going to see you play again? Full time around, fifth time around? I mean, how many times are you going to play this game? Come on, Debbie. I don't know. I think <laughs> I might have one more in me. One more. One more. I think you've got more. Come on. The fans <laughs> want to see more of you out there. We're going to catch up with you next week in Cincinnati because uh, we're okay. going to be at Reality for Diabetes. We'll do another chat there. But Debbie, thank you so much for joining me. It's a pleasure to meet you. You're amazing. And thank you for my... She signed a photo. What was your dog's name again that you... Captain Nemo. Captain Nemo. Captain Nemo. Signed a picture. I've Boston got that. Terrier. Boston Terrier. It's a gorgeous dog. I have to post that online to show people. Debbie, thank you so much. It's a pleasure for you to do this. Thank you. Do I even need to introduce this man? It is the one, the only, Mr. Malcolm Freeberg, three-time player of Survivor, zero-time winner. How is that possible? I'm not trying to be mean to you, Malcolm. Oh, okay, well, I've lost Mario. That was Malcolm. <laughs> no, it keeps getting worse. That's why I keep telling everybody in the interviews that uh, it's the first time they almost uh, the last one voted out, second time, middle of the pack, third time, uh, fourth one out. So every time I go out, it just gets worse. Oh, it's, <laughs> and this is the, the frustrating thing is, is from a podcaster's perspective, we're always saying every time you play, Look out for Malcolm. Malcolm is going to go far. This is his time to finally do it. And it was so frustrating this season. I can't imagine. Uh, like, you mean, I know you said you cried and you. Oh thing, yeah, I was at waterworks were flowing. Um, no, the, the producers did me a favor in the final words after you get voted off. I, it took me a good 15 minutes to get a coherent sentence out. Like, wow. It was, it's major fans of the show. Yeah. These guys are as well. Yeah. Like you wait your whole life to get this chance. Third time's kind of a soft limit. I know yep. that's getting pushed a little bit with Serena Ozzy now. Yeah. So you think this is it, and like I felt set up well. I thought I was doing everything right, and then it ends like that because JT's a dumb shit. Over here. How, how, many, how many times have you gone to him and just said you're a dumb shit? Like fuck you, JT. You know what? We were we were we were fine immediately after because he came home right after. Yeah. And uh, so he comes to Ponderosa and he knew how bad it was going to look for him because he idled disaster. He left an idol at camp. Yeah. So he was just. A train wreck for a few days, so we had to be. We were all trying to be supportive. Me, Tony, Caleb, Sierra. Yep. So I had to be nice to him, and then like a few days later, we finally talk about it. We're fine. Episode airs. We're texting that day, laughing. We've been buddies. You know, we're, we did the pre-jury trip together. Yep. Uh, after the episode airs, I go, "All right, dude. That looked. Ex I'm texting. That looked exactly as bad as I thought it was going to look. I want you to know, I'm going to talk huge amounts of shit about it. Good. No. Good. And he said, "Go for it. Yeah. So we're buddies, but yeah, it's I." Yeah. I can imagine though as a fan of the show, knowing what he did on Heroes vs. Villains, to then see him do another thing, are you just like, 
do? How did you win this game? It could happen twice. <laughs> I think Harvey said that in Heroes Villain. Yeah. That exact quote. How did this kid win? Yeah. And I'd been actually, I'm not allowed to say who, I promise not to. <laughs> I was told by a cast member with Heroes Villains before Game Changer started, don't mm-hmm. trust the cowboy. That was the quote. Wow. But we hit it off and like, oh, he can't do that. He can't be that dumb twice. Yeah. I'm so secure on that quote that it's even today I'm still sitting there thinking, I don't know what he was thinking. Look, let's stop talking about bad stuff. The good stuff here, you're here, you're enjoying, obviously. I mean, this is great. I'm having a blast meeting all you guys and hanging out. I mean, yeah, yeah. you must live for this, at least as a fan, to, to catch up with your cast members and obviously catch up with all the amazing people that have been here the last couple of days. It's cool. It's um, it's definitely part of the fun of the whole thing because yep. you get that conversation. You meet people all the time on the street and they're like, oh my God, I love you. Well, you love me because I look like Ozzy. That's what half of it is <laughs> most of the time. So when you meet like really hardcore fans of the show, like that's super cool. And then your family... I would say more of the fun is introducing your family to the people that watch on TV because it's like a big experience for other people who yeah. love the show and haven't had the experience, especially doing it three times that like you have. So I've got friends here right now that I need to get back to, not to cut this short, but that who are just absolutely, Go, Go. <laughs> that are absolutely like every time I introduce them, like my mom's about to introduce herself on the side. Yeah. So are you Malcolm's mom? Come in, please do. Well, you take it. Malcolm, Australia. thank you. Yeah, mom, you take over. Right. Interviews. Oh, Put your arm around. Put, yeah, this is my mom. Mrs. Freeberg? Mrs. Yes. Freeberg. Mrs. Freeberg. Madeline. Madeline, I'm Ben. I'm from Australia. I'm a po- I've interviewed your son before. I, I'm thrilled to be able to... How do you do that? Did no. You, did you interview him a couple of seasons back? Uh, on, on Skype, not in person, but I okay. might have done a screenshot online with me and him on Skype or something like that. Maybe. I, I don't know how you would recognise me, but I, I appreciate that. I think you might be, I'm trying to work this out, at least the third or fourth contestant's yeah, mother I've interviewed. Does that sound weird? Am no. I just trying to track that? How proud are you of your son? Tell, oh, tell super out, proud. T- how, you know. Oh my gosh, couldn't be more proud than of my son. Do you think he deserves to go out for a fourth time so he can finally win this game? Will you let uh, him go out for a fourth time? I don't know if his mom can handle it going out yeah. for a fourth time. Yeah. But do you love coming to... And are you a fan of the okay, show? I'm a huge fan of the yep. show. Do you know the story of Malcolm being on the show? I might have heard of it, but refresh okay, my memory. so Malcolm, when he and his little brother were children, mm-hmm. we did not allow them to watch television on school nights. Right. We finally allowed him to watch the first reality TV show, which was Survivor. Yep. And he became a huge fan, and so we all became a huge fan. And when he was 13 years old, he wanted to be on Survivor. Most of the boys in America wanted to be baseball players, yep. football players. That kid wanted to be on Survivor. Wow. So for him to make his dreams come true, Three times. Three, three times. times. And to be a fan favorite. That's crazy. Loved by America. I mean, look at this. Yeah. Everybody is still talking to him in the background. Like, he just yeah. can't get away and from in it. In between seasons, we're walking through airports with him. Yep. And people recognize him. He's talking for autographs. Yeah, and this fun. is this is why you jump in and you're it's like, fun. hi, I'm Malcolm's mom. I, know, I do, I love it. I'm, so yeah. I'm so proud. Yeah. Proud. Yeah. And I mean, as a fan too, getting to come to him to these events and meet oh, everybody as well. Like. I've gotten to meet Sarah. I've mm. gotten to meet Aubrey. Yep. My door. Yep. I've gotten to meet. Tro- oh, so many. Even from previous seasons here, I've yep. loved every minute of it. Who's been your favorite besides Malcolm that you've ever met? Like, not necessarily here, but maybe in some of the other ones. You know, this is gonna be interesting. Meeting JT tonight okay. was a huge deal for me. Right. When I first met JT, he. Mm-hmm. He seemed a little uh, apologetic yep. because of the earlier season, and he thought I was picking on him. Mm-hmm. And I just said, "Hey, I'm Malcolm's mom." Mm-hmm. And I thought he felt insecure for a moment, mm-hmm. and I felt so badly about that. So I said, "No, I just I'm a huge fan. I was a huge fan when he was playing with Stephen, Stephen Fishback. Yep. Huge yep. fan. Yep. And so I just love the guy. So I think that was my biggest moment for me was meeting yep. JT. Fantastic. Even though he was like, you know, a little bit of I a pickle. I could imagine, yeah, yeah, yeah. wow. Like, you know, he didn't need to feel bad about meeting me. Yeah. And I love meeting this family. 
fantastic. Yeah. That's so good to hear. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. I'm going to give us a hug. I'm going to give a hug on the camera. It's great to meet you. And uh, pleasure to meet you. And go Malcolm for a full time. Yeah, thank you. Cheers. Having fun here at the finale. Uh, well, the, the party. And I think we are going to another after party in a minute. But um, it's been an incredible time. We're chatting to people and we'll see what we can get. We have found one of the stars of Survivor and one of the stars of The Brink Unleashed because she was on last movie, I was going to say season. We had breakfast. Oh, what you want? We had breakfast together <laughs> in Salt Lake Oh, we City. did. Not we that did. long ago, actually. It was October? A couple months November. ago. Oh, whenever yeah. it was. Um, first of all, you told me when we were having breakfast that to look out for how you played and right. like the moves oh. and the things that you did. You played fantastically. I have to... Thank I, you. Round of applause. Oh, you're so sweet. Yeah, Thank you. We kept talking you up in terms of just how how well you were doing from, from your first season of what we saw. So. Right. Are you getting a lot of that feedback from a lot of fans in terms of how impressed they were with how you played? I am, and I love it because a lot of people didn't think I deserved to be there. I questioned, especially hearing the theme, Game Changers, yep. Holy Cow, lit a fire underneath me, and I, I went for it this time. I maybe went a little too hard, but I'd rather hang my hat on 34 than my first season just because I, I played, I hustled. Yep. I wanted to give these people that I admire a million reasons to vote for me in the end, mm -hmm. so... I went hard, really hard. And and I was watching this whole thing. I, look, I kind of knew Sarah one, but when you when you ended up giving her that advantage, and obviously that helped her kind of win. Absolutely. Um, how do you look at it now that she wins? A thing like shit. I basically almost gave her a million dollars in some way. Uh, absolutely, I did. First and foremost, I, feel <laughs> I was like trying I to be polite. Her, yeah, I helped her a lot. Um, I think if she could, would have made it to the end, she possibly could have still won without yeah. my advantage. Um, I love Sarah. She did me wrong, mm -hmm. but I mean, in the end, I didn't end up voting for. Her. I'm glad no. she won. Mm -hmm. Voted for Culpepper, but you know what? I'm I knew that Culpepper could win advantages. I wanted to give it to someone who could use it, yep. and it was in the perfect hands. I mean, that tribal where Suri went home on default. It, it could not have gave it to someone to make such an insane move, you know. Yeah. And, she, and, and Sarah was gone, wasn't she? If she didn't have her advantage, she 100%. had the vote that night, wasn't she? So hundred percent, she was gone. We're gonna have to get you on the show to, to do a, a full, in length, in depth interview and all this sort of stuff because we we don't want to keep you here too long. But it's so good to see you. So good to see you. I am so happy for how you're doing this season, thank and you. I appreciate you joining me once again. Thank, thank you. Thank you. you. We're continuing around here at the after party. We have found the one, the only Mr. Tony Blackhoss, winner of Survivor Season 28, robbed on Survivor Season 34, Tony. And the crowd goes wild. <sighs> exactly. Um, can I just say, you were so amazing to see back again. When your name was on that list, I lost my shit because you are one of my all-time favourites. We ranked you, I think, at number three or four oh in our all-time list of wow. like 400 contestants. Thank it shows you. your respect. Thank you so much. Would you play a third time? No. 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 <laughs> no reason to. I think I remember asking you on your interview with me if you would go back for a second time, and I'm pretty sure you said you wouldn't do it at that time at least, that you wouldn't go back. I think I remember that, and I said that, and I shouldn't have gone back. Yeah. Because look what happened to me. I got stung by the Queen Bee. Now, I have to ask a question. Sure. Did you go out there knowing that you would have a target on your back and play up deliberately the way you did to kind of, I guess, go crazy the way you did, or...? I, I, absolutely. I knew I was going to be a target, so I said, you know what, let me have make the best of it. Either go hide in the corner mm -hmm. or just come out and be who I was. And I was who I was and I went home. Yep. And and how would that work? I, I've spoken to Sandra about this. But how would that work if you two had of worked that alliance together? Would it? Could you have taken it? Could you got JT and had the winners alliance getting to that final three? I think we. I don't think we would have made final three. Mm -hmm. I think we would have got deep together. But I think they would have came after us. You right. had a bunch of 
non-winners. I'm not gonna call them losers, but they're non-winners against three winners. It ain't gonna cut it. And look, let's be honest. You might not have won, but your advice helped your fellow castmate win. You must be thrilled, oh my Sarah. God, I'm so, I'm so ecstatic right now. I'm so happy that I, I was even on the season that she won. Makes yep. me that much more happier. But I'm so proud of her. She played a phenomenal game. And two cops now. Two, the two cops. You know, cops win, are us. Win, winners are us. Winners are us. That's right. That is crazy. And you, Trish is still over there too. Can we just point out? Trish, Trish, come quickly join us. We've got to have while we're talking to Tony here. Trish is here again. Look at this. Right hand man. Absolutely. You must be thrilled for Sarah as well. Can I, just say I that? am beyond excited for Sarah. Come right here. Sarah's my buddy. Tony wants to sneak out. See you later. Tony, you're a legend, mate. Thank you for joining us. It's not a problem. We'll chat to you again. We'll chat to you again. No, Tony's such an asshole. He just can't handle it, so now he's going to disappear. You know what? How are you feeling about Sarah? Winnie. I am here because I was hoping Sarah was going to win. Now look, let's be honest. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna level with our listeners, our viewers, everyone. I knew the final three. I sort of knew Sarah won. Did you know? You knew. Of course I did. My best friend. <laughs> so were you, were you actually there as a guest? But I have to tell you, I was a guest at Tony's because she had um, to, to bring the people to care of her kids. But the thing about it is, is that I was pretty locked sure down that she was going to win. But when Culpepper's name came up like two or three times. Third time, I was shocked. Shitting my brain. I was shocked that third time because I the two that we saw, I thought, well, that's it. That's, yeah. I mean, and I was... I talked to Monica before, and I didn't even know who it was, and I think she said it was uh, Sierra that gave her that, gave Brad that third vote, I think. So Sierra oh, voted for Brad, so that was that third vote that we didn't see, I think. That's what Monica told me. I'm not sure if that's true. I'm sure Sierra did vote for Culpepper, because we'll, they're very close. We'll have to find Sierra at some point and ask her, but uh, how many of these have you been to since your season? Is this your first one? This is my first one, I only came here because of Tony and Sarah. Wow, so you're, you're not coming back again? <laughs> Unless when you play. Only for my own. When you play. When you win. When I win. How, how crazy is it to think that the, the two cops from Kagayan have won. He helped her win, supposedly. So he when, didn't. Didn't? She did on her own. Okay. So I when, helped him win, motherfucker. Well, so I was going to ask you, when you go back for your second time, you don't need his help then because you helped him win, so you just, you're just going to do it. I don't need him or I don't need Sarah. I just need myself to get back on that island to win. There you go. Again, CBS. I think we said this yesterday. We're going to say it again. Cheers. Cheers. Give me, give me cheers. cheers. There we go. Love Thank you for joining us. Awesome. I'm getting kisses from everyone tonight. Yeah. It's cloud nine. Thank you for joining us. Today has been an amazing day. Oh, no. <laughs> Not only did I actually get into the finale, that is going to be another story, but I have found Kat, Chelsea and Kim. Kendra. Kendra. Kendra, she's changed her name. The three most amazing ladies from Survivor One World. Thank you for joining me on this very busy world. Thank you for driving. I'm just blocking. Yeah, I drove all the way from Australia. It was a long drive. 18 hours. Yeah, yeah. I have a car that goes over water. We're very high tech in Australia. Um, first of all, I know I've just asked you all of this off camera. Troy Zan, obviously very proud that he got right to the end. So yes, proud of him. Love you. Love you, Troy. Yes. Uh, did you did you have any advice for him? I guess Kim, first of all, you won the season. Uh, did you give him Before any tips? Before he went, I did. No? I said, don't tell all these crazy big stories and be the life of the party. <laughs> just be chill. And don't tell anyone it's his island. Just keep and that on. Try your... not to tell anyone it's your island, even yep. if it is. Yeah. Yeah. As a, a two-time <laughs> player, did you have any advice for him? I mean, I told him basically. Uh, 
keep his head down. Yeah. Keep his head down. Play cool. Play cool. Go back and go home, but keep your head down. Play cool. Okay. Especially okay. with returning players. I should know. Yes. Yes. And Brad, obviously, you experienced sort of Brad, kind of. So. And yeah, Ch- right. Chelsea. I mean, you now join the distinction of being a one worlder who's made it to the end and sadly didn't win. Uh, and also, <laughs> you know, with Troy. Uh, what are you going to say? Are you going to form a special club with Troy now that you have formed this special club? The and, No Voters. Yeah. yeah. Sadly, he's going to be in, in the new man of our club. But you right. know, like, I'm proud. So much it's okay. Closer to the camera than you guys. It's actually, it's actually. Ben, you're really gifted at what you do. I don't, mean, that's don't really tell me that. that. You just turned on the camera and just did that. that Look, blows my mind. As soon as the camera's on me, something happens. I'll turn this off and I'll just go back into my shelf. That's generally hey, what this happens. Is like, but he's great at it. Well, thank you. Fantastic. You know, I talk your season up so much. You're talking me up. I had, I did one of these in Monica this morning. She told me that I was the favorite interview she ever had, and you kissed me on the favorite. cheek best moment of my life. Yes. Oh no 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 no. No no. Right. Okay. Um, do I get another one from everyone else or not really? <laughs> no pressure. Go for it. Come on Kim. Come on Kim. Ah. Uh, all right. This is um I really you said I was good. I'm lost for words right now. One thing I actually want to say, I seriously am stumbling for words. What I uh, look at me, I'm like a tomato. One world actually now, you guys have such a good track record of making it to the end. So Chelsea, Monica obviously got to the end on her uh-huh. second go around. Kim you've already did. Kat you didn't, but you will on your third go around. Yeah, there you go. And you will do it with Chelsea on your second go around. So here we go. Look, I'm trying to work this up. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. And I've got to I'm inviting everyone to Australia. So have you have I've any of you been? Never no. been. I've always wanted to go. Okay, but well you've got to on my phone, I change it where she has an Australian accent. Right. Every time she talks, it makes me feel so Can you do an Australian it. accent now based on Siri and hearing me? I can, but I'm afraid to try it on Come on, videos, come I on, like come on. Come on, Kim. No. Come on. No, Chelsea. no. Oh, look at that. That's good. That's good. Chelsea, can you do Australia? No, I'm only Chelsea. good at the southern accent. <laughs> can you do Cat, I know you can, Cat. I know you can. I, I know you can. can. Listen Cat, to this English now. lady. Give it a good shot, girl. Listen to this English lady right here. She's not Australian. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure meeting you. I literally, somebody over there said, oh, do you know Kim and Chelsea here? I just pushed him aside. I don't know who I was talking to. And I'm like, where the hell are they? Where the hell are they? And you were the first one, Cat, yesterday, I think, that I met when we got to the hotel. Yes, so. yes, yes. Thank you so much. Give a big cheerio to Australia while you're here. Thank you. Bye. 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 I've discovered somebody that you might recognise. The greatest player never to have won Survivor, Mr. Rob Sestanino, oh, season ben, six, season you. eight. I've got to hey, say, where am I looking? I look, I look, I look, uh, there's a dot there, right I think. There. You can okay. look at me, you can look never at the done, ceiling. I've never done this kind of uh, interview before. I, I've never really interviewed somebody who kind of uh, has a better show than I do generally, which is pretty much everyone, let's be honest. Um, how are you? How is, yeah. How's it going? Your, your show has been... I, I wanna, how, are you, how are you? I'm, I'm fine. I'm here. Yeah. I, I can't believe this is a thing. Literally, what was it about five well, I, minutes ago, you didn't even realise I was here yeah, and you're like, well, oh my God. God. I thought you retired, but then you but then you came out of retirement. Sort of. Uh, I didn't expect you to be in, uh, <laughs> in, in, in here for a finale. I, I kind of retired, then we rebranded, uh, so this is kind of obsolete. What are you called now? We're the Oz Network. Oz Network. So this is still says Survivor. We haven't been able to afford new t-shirts, okay. but it's got the flag on it, so I kind of feel yeah. there's no American flag on okay. you, but you're kind of here. Uh, you enjoyed this season? Uh, yeah, I thought this was a fun season. There's mm-hmm. a lot of exciting, uh, big moves happening uh, all the way through mm-hmm. and what about you did you like it i'm liking it so far yeah i i kind of what about survivor new zealand 
Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's, you, no, it's, you'll never, it will never be as good as Survivor. I just, are you Australia. finding it slow in terms you know, of just the episode? You haven't watched it yet. No. It's, it's kind of some of the episodes are a little bit slow, and I'm kind of, it's a bit of a struggle. But yeah. and plus, they're New Zealanders. We don't really like them. Only yeah. kidding. Um, who's your tip to win? Uh, I feel like that Sarah has been uh, the most consistent player mm-hmm. uh, post-merge. I also yep. feel like that uh, Brad is also in the mix. I know Sari is the fan favorite, but I well, just she don't got see... swamped when she was here a second ago. Yeah, that was yeah, crazy. Everybody, everybody loves her. How do you think? Now, this is this is the thing I'd like to ask you in terms of the fan community. How do you think the Survivor fans would react to a Brad Culpepper winner Survivor? <laughs> I think they'll come around to it. You know, there's going to be haters that are never going to like it, but I feel like that in terms of like uh, most of the people that watch the show, they'll say, oh, yeah, he was a much different guy than the first time. Around. I love him. I love uh, he Brad. He won a bunch of challenges. Uh, yeah, he was good. Yeah, I've always yeah. been a Brad fan, so I'm kind of, I'm intrigued to see if he does it. So, And I guess how many people keep asking you, why aren't you on this season in terms of game changes? Uh, I don't want to go. You don't want to go. I, I'm Simple. I, I, honestly, I, I believe that the audience will like, uh, like, even if they don't like the winner, they'll mm-hmm. have a tantrum for a week. Yeah. And they come around and say, uh, you know what, he was awesome. Yep. Uh, so I, I'm, not, I'm not worried about who the winner is going to be. Okay. Well, look, Rob, this is fun. I'm glad we could do this in person. It's great to finally meet you and do this. Yep. Look, see. I'm going to start doing these iPhone interviews. Do it. See, just like grab it and just random. I mean, you've got the connection. You need a selfie stick. I do, right? We can get random people wearing, what is that? Are you a fox or a, a fox? Uh, when have you ever done an interview don't, before don't, where a guy was... Don't taunt the tourists. No, okay, that's no. That, okay. This is what Australians yeah. do differently, apparently. Well, everybody in America has a gun. You, you uh, don't understand this. True. We just have dangerous culture. spiders yeah. that will kill people. So I'll be careful. I won't right. get shot. Rob, thank you for joining yeah. us. Appreciate it. And it. Uh, all the best with the rest of the show. Okay. Thank you, Ben. Continuing on our chats and fun bits and everything with uh, people here in Los Angeles, uh, we've found the one, the only, Mr. Bruce Kanagai from Survivor Season 12, Panama, Exile Island, only the second ever contestant to be medically evacuated and was not invited back terribly for Season 25. Why weren't you invited back, Bruce? You know, I have no idea because <clears throat> I, was never, I was in the final seven. Mm-hmm. I knew I could have won the show and maybe they're scared that I'm going to win it. And, and I just, uh, uh, I'm in great shape again. You know, two years ago, I had my uh, shoulder removed and my... You've had everything done, though, happened. haven't you? Like, oh, are I you got bit by robot. the rattlesnake. Yes. And I got, You're my robot, the man. I, I got hit by a car, got <laughs> crashed through a, a broken window and, and hit by a boulder, and here I am. And uh, You're you know, still next, alive. You know what? This year I'm 70 years old, next year I'll be 71. Now, he just told me this. He said he's about to turn 70. I said, what, like 20 years? Because look at this man. He is not about to turn 70. You know, every Monday and Wednesday, I teach four and a half hours of karate. Wow. I last 30 minutes, I still fight. Then in between on the other days, I go to the gym and, and I run the mountains still. And You're fitter than me. How, how, how old do you think I am? Uh, you're 38. Wow. I'm only 30. Uh, that hurt my feelings. Uh, <laughs> well, no, it's because you're so mature. Oh, well, thank That's, you. It's oh, a good save. Good save. <laughs> now, last year, um, the reason I want to do this video as well, because last year at Reality Rally, I think you were actually the only Survivor contestant I never was able to grab to do a little interview with. So that's part of the reason why I wanted to do this. But also, Bruce pulled me into, like, I'll tell you this Ooh. story. I was leaving my room to go to this autograph session, and Bruce was like, Ben, 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 come here, I want to I I give you something. Pours me this glass of this amazing whiskey and just like I drink it, not realizing how much is in this glass. I gotta tell you, but I'm tipsy, and then he gives me a bottle. Actually, like, don't tell anyone. Dad and I shared that bottle. We loved it. Yes. So. And you know, I'm a ambassador to the newest 
finest whiskey made in America. It's called Country Smooth Whiskey. Country Smooth Whiskey. And you can order that online. What's the website? What's the website? Do you know the website? Uh, no. Okay. Country <laughs> Fine Whiskey. Country Google smooth it. Whiskey. Smooth Whiskey. Google it. Yeah. Country mm -hmm. Smooth Whiskey. I'll tell you, it's finer. And I'm a, I'm a uh, Kentucky Colonel. Oh. I drink the finest bourbons. Yeah. I I have the finest collection of whiskeys and bourbons and scotch. But this is the finest. The flavor so smooth. You you sip it. Yep. Close your mouth. Slowly breathe through your nose, and the flavors are overwhelming. Wow. And people who hate whiskey and scotch really enjoy. Did your father enjoy it? Look, my dad is a massive scotch whiskey drinker. I'm more of a vodka drinker, but I enjoyed it. But he's I, a master drinker. Oh, he like any birthday, Christmas, Father's and Day. How did he enjoy the country smooth whiskey? He he really enjoyed it. He really really enjoyed it. So um, it, it lasted the whole way from in my bag from because from from Temecula all the way across the states back to Australia. Um, so you got to hook us up with some of that yeah. stuff. You've got to you've got to. You know, by the way, I have an online internet business, and I I counsel the vacation so I can go last weekend to Irvine yep. and they flew in a gentleman uh, Joe uh, Andari yep. Joe Andari yep. and he was a lawyer at 22 to one of the top 10 international law firms in the world wow. in Australia oh nice whereabouts do you know in Australia or? No, I don't know where but uh, he's Lebanese and in the online internet business he retired at the age of 25 and I went to hear him speak but not so much making money and things, but motivational to become a better human being. I don't, that's what I want to be. I don't know if I feel sad being. or happy for that guy because it's kind of at the same time I'm, like, I'm jealous. Um, Bruce, you need to go back on Survivor because, um, you know, Debbie, of course, has like a thousand and one jobs. You've got like a thousand and one jobs. You would give Debbie a run for her money in yeah. terms of what you do. But I, I somehow believe yours are true. Uh, and Debbie's... No offense, Debbie. We love you. Uh, have you been enjoying this season currently? Oh, I have. And uh, it's great to say I just ran into my old buddy, Sari. We were on uh, Panama together and Shane Powers. I got the photo with you and, three. Uh, that oh, was my awesome. gosh. And, and uh, just to see them. And think of this. That was 11 years ago. It's crazy. And... Uh, I'm ready to go back, so... How is it with Sari, though? Like, I mean, like, not to take away from the fact we like, seriously would love to see you come back on the show, but, I mean, Sari, she's the first person to make it to three final episodes in the history of the show. Yes. I mean, if she wins this thing, I swear, like, everyone is just going to be the happiest they've ever been. Like, Boston Rob on the fourth time around, people are like, okay, that was kind of handed to him. Sari has had to work her little tushy off oh, of yes. this. You so... Know, she's the most unathletic yeah. person on Survivor this season. Yep. And, and, but... She has such compassion, but she actually really knows how to play the game better than the other people. I, 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 am, I think it was in that very first episode, the way she handled Ty. I just, I was blown away. And I, I've kept saying all season on our episodes, I've said, if, you, if I'm on a tribe on day one, and I'm with a tribe with Sandra, Tony, and Sari, I'm, I'm targeting Sari first. Yeah. Even more than Sandra and Tony. And we know how they've obviously won the game, but you know, yeah. Yeah, if she goes all the way, uh, it was everybody's mistake because mm -hmm. they... She's so nice. She can play both sides. And, oh, she's crazy. And you want her on your side. So she goes, I'll be on your side. Yep. And you take her and you protect her. And yep. then you get voted off while well, protecting her because she'll turn around and tell her to vote Bruce off. And you know, the, the craziest thing with Suri, and I really hope that we get to do this video one-on-one -on -one, because I've had her on the show before and I don't know if I've ever told her this. I was never a fan of Suri. The first time I liked yeah. your season back when it was first airing, I could not stand her. I'm like, I cannot well, like this wait. woman. But how can you not like Suri? I feel so dumb saying that. She was just... Just they didn't put it on a bit before. Every event, she was 
Bruce, they call me the fact. She was factor. She goes, I, I'm so nervous, and she's almost, she's so nervous, and I would always hold a hand and pray. Yeah. I pray, go, dear Lord, please give us the courage and calm down. You know, if we're meant to win, we're meant to win. Uh, but it was, uh, it was great because before every even and during some of the events, I'd be praying with her. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I supported her. Your season, your season. I have to say this. It's generally regarded, I feel, as like the ultimate middle season. Like it's just, it's not brilliant, but it's not terrible. But having said that, I for one think your season deserves a lot more credit because if you look at your cast oh, in yeah. terms of who is on your season, uh, and just just little things like the the Terry Aris rivalry, you know, Courtney and Shane. Yeah, oh, it, it was insane. It was just yeah. so. And and Bob uh, Dog. And Bob Dog. He'll be here later. But oh, I can't wait to meet Bob he, Dog. He's my best friend. We're yeah. just like. Twins. Never met Bob Dog. Yeah. Never met. Never interviewed him. Never had any interaction with him. So, and you know, everybody was afraid of him mm -hmm. because he was a tattooed gangster rapper with huge arms, <laughs> and he talked with a deep voice. He goes, "Hey, Factor, uh, uh, where are you from?" And uh, I hear you do karate. And I said, "I'll break your knees and tear out your testicles and never have kids." He goes, "I like you." And after that, and he stole the bottle of wine. We became best friends and ended up pooping best on the thing. Forever. Fantastic. Yeah. It's good to hear that. Well, Bruce, well, it's been a pleasure doing this, mate. It's so good to see you in person. I'm looking forward to chatting more and meeting Bob Dog and just doing more stuff. But thank and you for Thank you for us. all the fans, especially for Australia. I want to come visit you guys, and you guys are amazing. And you and Jimmy, you, send us, you know my good friend Jimmy Canayan. You want to say anything to Jimmy while you're here? Okay, yeah, well, pardon? Do you want to say anything to Jimmy? You know, Jimmy came to your house, Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy, oh, yeah. Jimmy. He, yeah, that's he's, what I've <laughs> He's got to hang more, and you know what? I, I, uh, I enjoy those wafer cookies, which are the... Tim Tams? Tim Tams, yes. You know, I have Tim Tams in my suitcase back in my room. I did not bring them. Oh. I'll and, bring them uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, what a wonderful young man that, you know, he is. And uh, uh, he loves coming and visiting America, going to baseball games. And, and we're always on Facebook together. So, so Jimmy, that's for you, buddy. Cheers, mate. Thank you, Bruce. Pleasure. And we'll chat soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.